0: Nobody talks about this movie because there's like nothing here that's actually all that interesting. Right. Well, we're recording. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, I just hit the button right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, is it my turn? I think. Uh, right. I think it's your turn. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, uh, hello and welcome to 2002:
1: A Film Odyssey. Uh, I mean, we could do it over again if you. Uh, yeah, well. We could leave this as part of the Cold Open, also. Uh, yeah. Cold Open, our,
0: uh, our listener's favorite part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to 2002 Film Odyssey. Uh, I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And uh, we're back again with another uh, 2002 film. Now we're into February. How's
1: it feel? Feels uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good, we've yeah. made it through an entire month. We did one month. We did probably the worst month of Uh I'd say you're probably right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean this this month if uh, looking at the calendar, I wouldn't call great, but uh
1: This upcoming month. This upcoming uh, the um, February, month of February two thousand two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we made it through January. We you know, we've got imposter in the rear view. Yeah. Uh and, uh, yeah, we can actually start looking at some new weeks of box office. I, I was like doing the research for the box office and yeah. I was like, Oh, that movie was still number one. Huh? Yeah. Uh,
1: Cause for, alert, it was
0: black Hawk down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because for several episodes we were stuck on January 25th, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. The last, uh, the last day of the year was like five movies that we did. So,
1: yeah. Uh, well, I was thinking, so this, uh, this day that we're recording this episode is December 28th. Yeah. Uh, and this episode, oh, September sorry, 29th. December 29th. And this episode will air on, or, you know, be available to listen to on January 3rd, correct? Mm-hmm. So this episode will be the first episode in, uh, 2022. Right, yeah. which will be exactly twenty years since 2002. Ah, yeah, so we've yeah. we've now caught up, yeah, We're like at the exact twenty-year mark, the twentieth anniversary. Yeah. yeah, of
0: you know, right of the year. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's exciting times. Exciting yeah. times we live in. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. pretty interesting. Twenty
0: years, twenty years out from uh, Imposter. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Birthday girl and walk uh-huh. to remember. Yeah, uh, what what day of the year was Impostor? Because that was the first movie. What it was January
1: what? Uh, I should remember this. It was like January uh, maybe January third. I can't exactly. If it's remember. January third, that'd be cool
0: because that's the day this comes out. Yeah. yeah, we can say twentieth <laughs> anniversary. Right. Foster. I mean, eventually, it's eventually we're gonna record. Yeah. Episodes twenty years yeah. from their release, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, we did those ones before. Well, there,
1: there will probably only be like one episode, maybe where we like almost line up perfectly. Right. Yeah. Now. I'm trying to think yeah. how that would work. Right. Uh, yeah, it would be,
0: it'd probably be a February Yeah, it would have the to end be. End of February. So, we'll,
1: yeah. Yeah, we would definitely, I think, still be in February yeah. when we get to February, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
0: was January 4th, so this is coming out the day before the 20th anniversary okay. for uh, Imposter. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, shout out to Imposter. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, maybe just in case we have any new listeners by the time this airs, maybe we should just quickly say uh, what we're doing briefly, which is we're watching all of the films of 2002 in order. Yeah, I mean it's possible somebody's tuning into this episode. Uh,
0: sure. Someone someone followed the Instagram the other day that uh- I did not know, and I don't think you know either. <laughs> well, so there you go. So, um, apparently we are reaching uh, well, audiences. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe this cool.
1: this will be the first episode they listen to.
0: Uh, it's yeah. yeah, it's certainly possible, or maybe they're yeah. just a diehard Jez Butterworth head. Yeah. Did you hashtag <laughs> Jez Butterworth? I haven't posted about this movie oh, okay. yet, but maybe I will. Got it. Hashtag, or maybe I'll see if he's got an account Yeah. tagging. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, this is... This is our episode on Birthday Girl. Yeah. So we're watching all the movies of 2002 in their uh, original theatrical order. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing some bonus episodes, like home video stuff along the way. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're now into February 2002, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the first movie of that month, and it's Birthday Girl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh- There were a few movies that came out this particular day. This is February 1st, by the way? Yeah, February 1st. February 1st is the day that we're on. Uh, Should we say what the other movies are that came out that day? Yeah, it's fine.
0: I mean, by the time people hear this, there'll be a calendar on our Instagram and Twitter with all the upcoming episodes scheduled out. So, Mm. um, yeah, Slackers was also released that Mm -hmm. day.
1: Mm-hmm. With Devin Sawa mm-hmm. and Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then uh, a movie called *Roz*, which is a uh, Bollywood, uh, uh, well, a loose remake mm-hmm. of *What Lies Beneath*. Right, the yeah. Robert Zemeckis uh, thriller starring Michelle
0: Pfeiffer and uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford,
1: and so those are things we're going to talk about. In coming episodes, but...
0: Right, yeah. But, well, those uh, those two will probably be on the same episode, yeah, right? Our, so,
1: our next proper episode. So
0: two weeks from the time people hear this, that episode will be out. Mm-hmm. But in between then, on January 10th, we're going to do a bonus episode on 2021 movies. Yeah. And we're going to do like a, a year-end wrap-up yeah. on
1: all the stuff we saw from last year uh, that we liked. Yeah. 2021 in review. And didn't like. It. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Favorite and least favorite films.
0: Yeah, we'll do favorite, least favorite. Maybe we'll do some awards in there. We'll yeah. We'll our best actor, best actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll just do the, uh, the Academy the Classic Academy nominees, or, uh, like categories. Sound right. mixing? <laughs> well, we don't have to get into all the technical <laughs> ones. Uh, I mean, I would probably just give Dune all my technical <laughs> awards, just cause that one was the,
1: <laughs> the loudest. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's what you can expect in upcoming episodes. hmm Um, well, yeah, like you said, we're going to be talking about Birthday Girl, Uh, But before we talk about that movie, should we relax a little bit? Yeah.
0: Uh, We've got got a couple of adult beverages here.
1: Yeah. We'll do a sip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: We're we're loudly sipping for the microphone. We don't normally sip that loudly. At least (laughs) I don't. Um, Stage sipping. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: Um, Well, yeah, I
0: mean, it's been a few weeks since we recorded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. because the last time we talked about things that we saw was when we talked about uh, Walk to Remember, right? Uh,
0: that episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess we have got quite a few things that I've watched since then. Um, well, we watched the entire I watched the entire Beverly Hills Cop trilogy for our most recent episode before this. Mm-hmm. As did I. <laughs> um, I. Also rewatched one of my favorite uh, 2000s movies, Miami Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, uh, a which, movie which we'll definitely talk about on the next episode. Yeah, um, from 2021, the Disney Plus Home Alone sequel. Um, let's see. I saw some new stuff. I saw Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo del Toro movie, which I actually liked more than I expected. Not really a big Guillermo del Toro guy. Um, I don't know. And I, you, even even the beginning of this one was almost like Tim Burtony to me mm. in a way that I didn't really enjoy. But then it, it, I thought it got a lot more interesting uh, as it went along. I've never seen the original *Tyrant Home Power*. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I'd like to see *This Nightmare
0: Alley*. Yeah, I, I I actually liked it. I think it's pretty good. Um, it's long. It's too long, probably. It's like two and a half hours. Ah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Pretty good. Yeah. My expectations were pretty low, so I, you know, maybe that helps.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I like more Guillermo Guillermo del Toro movies than I don't yeah yeah yeah
0: i mean my my biggest problem with nightmare alley honestly i mean i guess it was a little long though that'd be one problem but um my other problem is that like like sometimes it looks really cool and he goes for like the film noir like sort of modern heightened film noir look but then other times it looks very like digital and Mm. um not great like with like the the soft focus and stuff. Yeah. And it has a very like modern, like Netflixy look to it. I was going to say like Netflix. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't know. I, I kind of wish he, I kind of wish it went a little grittier with the, yeah. the film noir style. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It, it does look good at times, but then other times it just looks, yeah, you know, like you're watching a Hulu original or something. Right. Yeah. Um, uh let's see we watched a couple christmas movies well i watched four christmas movies uh dark
1: angel <laughs> the uh-huh. longer Longgren uh uh yeah. action sci-fi which, movie uh, i brought over i picked for one of our movie nights yeah yeah know yeah. uh, which is uh i think it's a fun one yeah it's a fun movie it's very uh, silly. It's like yeah. about a alien who shoots like CDs at people. Yeah, uh, Dolph Lundgren plays a cop from Houston, right? Yeah, uh, Houston. who's uh, you know investigating uh, an alien drug dealer. And when I say alien, I mean an extraterrestrial from outer space. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, fun movie. Um, and then I also, I found something out about that movie, which I didn't even realize when we were watching it, but, like, the good alien in that movie, do you know who plays that guy? No. It's, I mean, you probably don't even know this guy now, but maybe one of our listeners might, if you ever watch, like, ESPN's, like, college basketball, um... Coverage, but it's Jay Billis who's like one of their senior basketball analysts on on ESPN. Okay, <laughs> he played the good alien in that movie. Ah. Uh, I have. I think he used to play. I'm pretty sure he used to play basketball, and then now he's just an ESPN mm. guy. But um, I would have never guessed. Yeah, I guess just because he's tall, ah. he doesn't have to say a lot in that movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I also rewatched. Uh, the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen one, mm-hmm. uh, which it was kind of boring, actually. I hadn't <laughs> rewatched it in a long time. I uh, rewatched my personal favorite, Jingle All the Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas Vacation, I rewatched. Always an okay time. And then I watched On Christmas Day, LA Confidential, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a Christmas adjacent movie, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, A lot of it takes place at Christmas time. That's a cool movie. Weird to watch a Kevin Spacey movie in 2021, but yeah,
1: uh, yeah,
0: nothing you can do about that. Uh, And then I also, I, I I guess, mentioned this last. uh, Watched
1: The Matrix Resurrections. Okay. Yeah, Uh, which I have not watched yet. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, by, by I guess we can save the discussion on it then for our wrap up episode yeah. next next week, right? Because um, by then I assume you'll have seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did like it. Yeah. Uh, again, maybe it was kind of like the Nightmare Alley thing where I, I didn't have a lot of expectations, mm-hmm. so uh, they were easily met. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Nice. Is that about everything you've watched recently? Uh yeah, when we watched The Duelist last night, the Ridley Scott movie. Not not The Last Duel.
1: No. The Duelist, his first movie. Yeah, which I'd never seen before and right. you'd never seen before. Right. Yeah. Uh that was that Yeah, was it fun. was it was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a pretty good time watching it. Yeah, it looked really good too. Yeah. We watched it with Travis. We watched it with Travis, who I don't think was super... I don't know how yet. into it Travis was. But right,
0: yeah. I don't know. I, I had fun. I mean, it was yeah. just Keith Carradine and... Um, Harvey uh, Keitel. Harvey Keitel just, like, doing the Kill Bill thing. Like, the sirens go off whenever they see each other <laughs> and they just have to start fighting. Yeah. That's basically what that movie <laughs> is. They just... it's just these guys that just keep encountering each other in France and having to keep fighting because of, like, a... A lifelong
1: duel pact yeah. they made, yeah. Which yeah, on paper sounds great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it it's all, I don't know how great it like sets up the premise because yeah. all of a sudden they just start fight. Like yeah. their first duel is like ten minutes into the movie. Uh, yeah, and, and you're just like, oh okay, and then it's just like then they just
1: duel they just a whole duel bunch of Duel like times. every you know, I don't know, every like twenty minutes. twenty minutes in yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's fun. It's yeah. A good movie. Yeah. Not great.
0: I, I don't think, like, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, and so I wasn't sure. I'm like, oh, is this going to be, like, one of my new favorite Ridley Scott movies? No, it's not, really. I mean, I guess I would still have it pretty highly ranked, just because I don't love most of his
1: filmography. But uh Yeah. It, yeah, I'm trying to think where I would have it ranked. But, uh, yeah, probably somewhere in the middle to the top, maybe? Lower? Yeah lower top tier yeah somewhere between like five
0: and ten maybe somewhere in that range
1: somewhere around there yeah i don't know him yeah i think we talked about this when we talked about ridley before but there's only i think two great ridley scott movies yeah 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 Yeah. Uh,
0: you still gotta watch the last duel though
1: yes you uh gave me the last duel
0: Right. I gave you the my digital copy. I wasn't yeah. that generous, but I, I have no use for the digital copy from my 4K edition, so I gave yeah. you that.
1: I mean, it's generous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no problem. Yeah.
0: I you. could actually, like, sell that online if I really <laughs> wanted to. I just don't feel like it.
1: Well, thanks for giving it to me. No problem. Don't sell it online. I won't sell it, and I'll make sure I uh, don't, like, uh, wash it in the, when I do laundry. <laughs> Did you do that with the Green Knight copy that I gave you? Oh, wait, no,
0: I sent that to
1: you, a picture,
0: yeah. via text. Yeah. Okay. yeah, which you still have also not watched I have that.
1: To, correct, yeah. I still have to watch the Green Knight and The Last Duel. Mm-hmm. But I will before our uh, 2021 in-review episode. Yeah,
0: I gotta get cracking. I mean, I've seen a I've seen most of the stuff, I would say, that I really wanted to, but there's still about, like, eight more movies I think I'd like to try and see
1: before then. So Yeah, I got quite a few to watch before we, we do that wrap-up list. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I had some time over the last couple of weeks to catch up on a few things. Uh, I watched uh, The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you liked it, right? Which I liked a lot. Yeah, I would say it's in my top two, actually, for the year.
0: Okay. Now, what's your, I mean, I guess, sorry to cut you off, but, like, what's your what's your Jane
1: Campion, like, uh, experience, or, like, I guess, history? Nah, not too extensive. Uh, pretty much just this, the piano, and in the cut, which I rented on, like, DVD when it came out. Yeah. Um, now, in the cut, got really bad reviews when that came out, right? Yeah, it got pretty bad reviews at the time. I and think it's since had it's like kind of a cult yeah. following develop. But I think it, it's on Netflix right now. If you want to, oh really, um, watch it? Um, I was I, thinking about rewatching it. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. what Netflix would put it on there,
0: just because of uh, yeah, Power of the Dog being on there now. Yeah. Um, I I actually don't know if I've ever seen a Jane Campion movie. Um, I did watch uh, Top of the Lake the first season, which was that show she did. Right. With Elizabeth Moss, which was pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, but that's, like, the only thing, really,
1: that I've seen. And uh, I've never seen The Piano, which... Mm. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the piano in a really long time. I, I'd like to rewatch it now, um, but I think it is better than not better, but like uh, it maybe is not what you would expect. You might think it's like kind of an Oscar bait, right. Classy Miramax movie. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like the line from Jay and Silent Bob Strike oh, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes. Like. Oh yeah. They. They only make classy pictures like the piano. And the crying game. And the crying the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You might think it's like that kind of a movie, but it's a little, like, more psychosexual than that, I Interesting. guess. Interesting, yeah. 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 yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be interested to check that out at some point. Yeah. It's it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it, I, I think it is pretty good.
0: I'm a big Holly Hunter fan, so... Mm-hmm. So I always like seeing her and
1: stuff. Maybe I could pick it the next time we watch a movie. You, me, and Travis. Yeah, you want to show Travis the piano? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny thought, if you know Travis. <laughs> well, you'll meet Travis
0: uh, in our uh, the February one of one or two of our February episodes. He's going to be on. Uh, yeah, he's so. going to join us for Collateral Damage. Maybe we can make him watch... I almost made him watch uh, Bergman Island last night, which you (laughs) thought was funny. Yeah. Because we were trying to come up with a movie to watch last night, and I ended up picking the Duelists. Yeah. Uh, But one of my choices that I was going to go with was Bergman Island, the 2021 uh, Vicky Creeps, uh, Tim Roth movie. Uh, And... Which I'd like to see. I haven't. Yeah, seen yeah. That. We, you and I both want to see it. Yeah. I think Travis has no interest, or would have no interest if he knew what it was. <laughs> I think it's not anywhere close to Travis's uh, radar. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely not. Yeah. And that's that. I don't. I don't mean to like make it sound like I'm calling Travis Travis dumb or whatever. <laughs> Travis just doesn't like. I don't. Um, I don't think certain you, types of movies. Yeah, I don't think
1: something. he would want to watch that at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay because, like, Travis hates, like, I guess we could say, the New World. You,
1: we, yeah, I so mean, like, I mean,
0: or not? No, the new no, world. Uh, no, no um,
1: Tree of Life. Tree of Life. Yeah. Tree of Life the one. He I hates. don't think he has a strong opinion about uh, the New World. No.
0: Um, so, like, I think he grades everything on a Malik curve. Like if it reminds him at all of like the Tree of Life, he uh, he just checks out instantly. Right. Anything kind of like slow and uh, maybe
1: like psychological. Although he does like the Thin Red Line. He does like
0: the Thin Red Line, but he also likes war movies. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Definitely not the Tree of Life. Yeah. Uh, What else have you watched besides Power of the Dog? Yes, I watched uh, a movie called Sensor the other night uh british horror movie that takes place in the 80s about um a a censor basically a woman who so it's telling me it's not just a clever name (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh it's a wayne's world joke yeah (laughs) um kind of like during like the the video nasty period in the 80s in england and it's been a censor who Watches movies and, you know, cuts out parts that have, like, explicit violent content. It's kind of a psychological horror film. Her reality kind of starts to blend with some of the movies that she she starts watching. And she's got a kind of a mysterious past that is revealed over the course of the movie. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. I'd recommend it. Um... That, I think, is on Hulu right now. Then let's see what else I watched. You watched Lamb, right? I did watch Lamb, uh, which I enjoyed. I think for that one, my expectations were a little higher. I don't want to... All right, well, I'll say this. If you want to watch it, stop listening to what I'm about to say, because there's a little bit of a spoiler here, but uh, the, the Lamb... The titular lamb uh, didn't impress me much. Wow. The <laughs> wow, it's just a lamb, man. <laughs> what do you want from it? Uh, I don't know. If, have you have you seen the trailer? I've seen the trailer. Yeah. yeah uh
0: uh very funny uh, aside yeah, is that they showed that trailer before Venom, uh, <laughs> that's very <laughs> the funny. last venom movie yeah, and uh, uh you could audibly hear people in the audience be like what the fuck is that <laughs> basically yeah uh,
1: afterwards uh yeah it, it was it was good i I dug the like the pace and the atmosphere um looks cool it, like it does look visual, cool yeah. yes but the the actual lamb itself i had just some issues with okay what does that mean like <laughs> what do you mean by? I that? not do, i don't want to yeah, i don't you know, want to spoil guess, too much right just the design the the like this, the effects the order? cgi look of okay. the lamb yeah okay. okay i didn't i wasn't crazy about it. okay they remind me a little too much of Stuart little <laughs> okay, <laughs> interesting.
0: Well, that movie probably didn't have a huge budget. Right. Yeah, that would probably, yeah.
1: Uh, that being said, uh, yeah, it was a nice little, like, atmospheric horror movie.
0: It's a, Okay, so is it actually a horror movie?
1: It's a very slow burn. Okay. Uh, A24 style horror right. movie. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, produced by uh, Bella Bellatar. so it's very slow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but it was I'd say it was good. Kind of a down year for A twenty four in a way, at least in terms
0: of prestige. I feel like they've <laughs> they've really been. I mean, I guess the Green Knight. I love the Green Knight. Um, yeah, which you still haven't watched. I have to yet. watch that. Um, but yeah, I feel like they've been really at the top kind of of like critics lists and stuff. They've always had a couple of contenders. Yeah. This year, I don't think people loved lamb. I think people, a lot of people were kind of put off by it, um, which I, I again, I have not seen yet. Um, uh, the green Knight's really the only one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't know. Do they even have anything? Else? Uh, I'm trying
1: to think what else they would have put out. Um, this was, uh, more of a year for neon. Actually. Mm, yeah. Neon, did they
0: do Titan?
1: Oh, uh, that I'm not the sure. U.S. distribution?
0: I feel like they did, but maybe... I didn't they might know. have, yeah. Um. Uh, oh, they did Macbeth, the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, the Cohen with, like, co... They, had, like, co-produced it or whatever with Apple. Uh, oh, right. Which I haven't seen yet. Okay, they did Red Rocket and... That's right. Right. Uh, come on, come on. Yeah, the Mike Mills movie. So I, I so guess. So they've have. Yeah, they a have. Lot. Yeah. They have uh, a lot of people liked the Joanna Hobb movie, the
1: Souvenir Part Two. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I like the Souvenir Part One.
0: Yeah. So and then they did Zola early in the earlier in the year.
1: So they had some good stuff, just not yeah. stuff that. Yeah. Uh, we. I, I mean, I haven't seen most of those
0: actually. Yeah, uh, the only one I've seen is uh, The Green Knight, so... Yeah. Uh, but come on, come on, probably by the next episode I'll have seen that. I think I'll have seen Tragedy to Macbeth. Uh,
1: so yeah, I guess I'll have seen a couple more. Yeah, I'm going to try and see Red Rocket sometime mm. this week. Yeah, Sean is a weird dude.
0: <laughs> He's, I mean, he make, I guess this is a minor tangent. He makes very, like, clash... Class-conscious movies, um, but he's also got some questionable uh, political opinions, which I found out recently. Mm. I don't know. He's like a big fan of like Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know if you know who that mm. is, but now uh, she's like a Hawaiian uh, senator, a uh, uh, congressperson rather, former. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she ran <laughs> yes. for president. Yeah, uh, she's she's got some opinions. Um, she's also maybe a member of, like, a, uh, a weird cult. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh this, this is all, this is all for a different, different kind yeah. of podcast, but. Yeah. Well,
1: getting back to Sean Baker, I, uh, I, uh, I liked, uh, The Florida Project all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have not. Some people
0: se- really love it.
1: Yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't love it, but mm-hmm. I liked it. And I have not seen Tangerine. Mm-hmm. And I uh, like uh, some of his reviews on Letterboxed. Mm-hmm. Some of them, yeah.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't actually rate movies all that often. He kind of just logs stuff, mostly. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think he's one of those people that don't uh, review them. He just kind of he'll say something about them. Right. Yeah.
0: Which fine. But at the same time, I like knowing what people think of movies. Yeah. Although I think maybe for a lot of, like, current movies, he doesn't do that maybe to
1: piss off or <laughs> yeah, I mean, undermine any of his peers. You know, he's a filmmaker. He yeah. knows how hard it is, I guess, to make a movie. Um, uh, oh, when I saw Pig. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Pig.
1: Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. It's,
0: uh, a, it's another really slow, yeah. slow burn, but it's very, uh, kind of touching little movie. Yeah. Uh, looked cool, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I liked the, like,
1: kind of cold grayness of it. Yeah. Uh... I'm a little ashamed to admit it, but I watched it on my phone. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to. I just uh, it was the <laughs> only. Right, it's about finding the right time or finding the time to watch it. But yes, I watched it on my phone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Who who was that actor that played the chef in that uh, restaurant? that Nick Cage went to. Like, it was like in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was like probably my favorite scene um,
0: in was, the movie. Was that the guy from the righteous gemstones, Judy gemstones, boyfriend?
1: Was it that guy? Is that him? No, I don't think that's that. Was that, not that guy? I think it looks like that. actor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold on. I'll look, but, uh, I thought whoever that actor was, was quite good in that scene. Yeah.
0: Uh, that scene is maybe the best scene in that whole movie, just the way he, like, kind of, like, takes him
1: down. Because it's, like, right in in the middle of the movie, and Mm -hmm. it reveals so much about his character and that character and, um, hints at where the movie's going, like, thematically. But, uh, are you looking up where that...
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find that guy, uh... Oh, okay. David Nell Nell is that guy's name. Uh-huh. Um, that's it's not it's not the boy. Yeah, point. it's not
1: that guy. I <laughs> I probably should have said definitively that it wasn't him. Yeah.
0: But. Uh, he he actually really doesn't act all that much. He 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 acted a lot more back in the like late 80s and 90s like he was in Total Recall the Verhoeven one really Uh, what was he in Total Recall Ernie don't I don't I don't remember that Uh, like Turner and Hooch like he was in a lot of stuff like probably as a teenager I would assume or maybe like a you know like a young 20 something playing a teenager yeah like episodes of Charles in Charge and stuff (laughs) but like
1: well I thought he was great in that scene See, he does kind of look like the <laughs> that guy from Oh, no, he gemstones. absolutely does. Yeah. Uh,
0: which, that guy is one of the funniest parts of Righteous Gemstones, <laughs> which is a very funny show that I'm yeah. glad is finally coming back for a second season. Yeah. We're both big fans of that show. Yeah, and Vice Principals, too, yeah. which was great yeah. as well. Uh, eventually, I got to do Eastbound and Down.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a show that I liked. I liked All Right when it was on. I didn't watch every episode. I think I kind of watched it a little bit out of order, but then when Vice Principals came on, I thought that was great. Mm -hmm. Righteous Gemstones, I thought was probably even better. uh, Jody
0: Hill, the guy that does that? Yeah, Jody Hill. Jody Hill,
1: yeah. 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 But Danny McBride did Righteous Gemstones, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no Jody Hill involved, although I think he might be a executive producer maybe right like he's still sort of involved but not he's not the creator of it right. the way they were co-creators of vice principals yeah yeah
1: um and i think that is probably everything i've watched lately yeah yeah uh some good ones
0: some good ones um yeah next week i'm excited to yeah, kind of go through our uh, 2021 lists and give some awards and stuff. That'll be fun. Yeah, um, still some stuff to see. So I guess if you're listening to this and you have something that you really loved and you want us to make sure we see before next week, uh, let us know. Yeah, uh, and tell us tell us some stuff. Actually, either way, even if you think we've seen it or not, just tell us some stuff that you really liked from 2021.
1: Yeah, uh, we want to hear it. Maybe we'll mention it on the show.
0: Yeah, sure. Actually, I'll, I'll probably do that. I'll do a post telling people to give some of their favorite 2021 movies, Yeah, maybe some least favorites or whatever, and then uh, we can read them on, on that episode.
1: Mm-hmm. If you want to give a top 10, maybe we'll read it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do an Instagram post for that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I guess should we get into...
1: I think it's time we get into the main feature. The, uh, yeah, the big topic. Yeah. which is Birthday Girl. Birthday Girl.
0: <laughs> a movie that definitely uh, definitely exists.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll just give a quick, a very quick two-sentence synopsis of Birthday Girl. Sure. Uh, so Birthday Girl is a... Uh, a th- it's a thriller. Uh, slightly comedic thriller. It's like a dark comedy, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, about a mild-mannered... Of course, they're always the (laughs)
0: mild-mannered
1: guy. Yes, it's about a a mild-mannered bank employee uh, who uh, basically... uh, gets himself a a mail-order bride, right? Yeah,
0: he sends away for a, a Russian mail-order bride.
1: Yeah, a Russian mail-order bride. He can't
0: find love. Yeah. Uh, he, there's one, like, toss-away line where he, he talks about how he can't meet English women or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't remember. It was a stupid line. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yes. He's a, an, English, an Englishman. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he lives in uh, St. Albans?
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Played by Ben Chaplin. Yes, Ben Chaplin. Who is... (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) I looked him up while watching this, and I kept thinking, like, surely I've seen Ben Chaplin in stuff since (laughs) this movie. And really, no. Like, the last movie I might have seen him in was, like, this, honestly. He has a credit in The New World... Because he was also in Thin Red Lion, yeah, he's
1: for sure in the Thin Red Lion, yeah.
0: yeah, but I think he might have been cut from the new world, I think yeah. he, he might have gotten mallicked on that one, yeah, he got he got the the Malik <laughs> <laughs>
1: that'll
0: um, that'll happen, I guess the funniest story of that I mean it's not funny, it's actually sad, but uh Adrian Brody like brought his whole family to the premiere of Thin Red Lion <laughs> I know because he thought. He was under the impression that he was, like, the star of yeah. that
1: movie. he was, like, the lead.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then, like, all of his scenes were cut down. Like, yeah. he's, he's barely in that movie. Like, right. Like, everyone's barely in that movie. All yeah. the people that are in that movie are only in it for, like, a, mi- a couple yeah. of minutes. Um, but, yeah, like, he brought his entire family, and he's, like, barely in that movie at all. Uh, because Malik does that. He just shoots tons <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. Like, when Christopher Plummer passed away, there yeah. were all those great stories about Plummer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the new world. Yeah. Yeah. Refusing to ever work with Terrence Malick <laughs> again. Yeah. And it's funny you watch, because I love the new world. I think it might be my favorite Malick movie. But um, uh, you watch that movie, and and Christopher Plummer's just giving this huge monologue in the background. Like, yeah. very, like, classic, uh-huh. kind of Shakespearean, like, yeah. classically trained actor stuff. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, in the background. You kind of... Hear it muffled. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, not the point of the scene at all, right? Because there's like a, there's just like a, yeah. a narration above or yeah. over it. Yeah, yeah Plummer, he's
1: terrific in that movie, and <laughs> yeah, uh, if you could tell. <laughs> yeah, he gave uh, an interview about that. Uh, like, that very monologue. I think it was one of those Hollywood Reporter roundtable things, uh-huh. and he was talking about that monologue and how it was, like, not used at all yeah. in the movie. And, uh, yeah, he was like, I'll never work with him again. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, he was. He, I think he said, like, yeah, I, uh, I told... Terry Terrence Malick, I'll never work with him again. You're so boring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Christopher Plummer was a a legend. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P.
0: But yeah, so I think Chaplin was Malick in the New World. I I guess he shot some stuff for it, but I don't.
1: No, I've seen
0: that movie several times, and I don't remember. Yeah, same here. I don't
1: know what he what he could have done in that movie i think he's done like a lot of theater and stuff since
0: so like, yeah if you look over his filmography it's not super robust um like he's got tv parts and stuff which i definitely have not seen but like yeah i think he I think he's done a lot of like london theater um, yeah and stuff since um yeah. maybe he's just been a guy that's been more content to do theater like, right there's some there's some actors that just you know for for that experience so yeah
1: yeah Chaplin, i think i know mostly from probably the thin red line and i think the first thing i ever saw him in was the truth about cats and dogs which i for some reason saw in theaters oh wow that's uh yeah when i was like a 10 year old boy (laughs) that's sweet with my grandmas i think um uh yeah your great grandma and your grandma correct yeah yeah I thought for a second, like, you have like, lesbian grandma. <laughs> no, I, no, I, <laughs> not that I know of. Um, yeah, I saw it with both my grandma and my great-grandma. Okay. Uh, probably because a babysitter could not be found. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I definitely Janine saw Garoppolo. that in theaters. Janine Garofalo. Was he Janine Garofalo's love interest in that or Uma Thurman? Oh, boy. Uh... I mean, it's not important. You know, there, so. I haven't thought about this movie in I don't know how long, <laughs> but I think it was kind of like a Cyrano de Bergerac kind of a thing, oh, right? Where okay. sh- Uma Thurman was like the attractive one yeah, and Janine Garofalo was the intelligent... Actually, I don't. I'm not even... Have you seen the preview for the Joe Wright
0: Cyrano de Bergerac
1: movie? No.
0: With Dinklage as Cyrano? Oh, no.
1: I have seen that. Yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a movie I want to watch. Uh, um. uh, <laughs> but anyhow, getting back to the truth about Cats and Dogs, I did see that movie in theaters. Uh, it may be uh, an update of Cernod de Bergerac, and also maybe not. I haven't thought about it. In. Interesting. I
0: mean, they could have just, I mean, it may not actually be, like, based on it, but they could have yeah. just stolen the, like, concept I haven't thought about that movie in a very long time yeah no I mean I don't blame you I don't think a lot of people have yeah but you know there's someone out there that's like that's their favorite movie yeah they're like I like a lot of those movies from like you know like everyone everyone's got their own weird random movies that are just like big in their family maybe or they're just a movie that they saw at the right time and right place that like Mm -hmm. no one ever remembers It'd be interesting, we don't have to do this now, but, like, maybe sometime we come up with some of our own movies like that. Yeah. Like, like like one of those movies, like, to me, just off the top of my head, it's like, Houseguest. The yeah. The Sinbad movie. Uh-huh. Which is not a movie that anyone really remembers or talks about. Yeah. You and I have talked about it plenty yeah. of times.
1: I have it on DVD.
0: Um, very entertaining movie to me, <laughs> but, uh... Kevin Franklin. Kevin Franklin, yeah. Um... But yeah, so that'd be an interesting uh, thought exercise, I guess, to yeah. do sometime. Uh, Mothman Prophecies
1: is kind of like that
0: for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, you were talking about how you watch that uh, so often.
1: And to me, I was like, why? <laughs> I'm <laughs> bewildered by that. <laughs> That's uh, why that mo- I gave that movie a C-plus and not... Yeah. Uh, a lower grade that it probably deserves. <laughs> yeah, both Denison and I were yeah. like what the fuck. Just something got imprinted on me at the right time, I guess. Uh, um,
0: Truth about Caps and Alex is a modern reinterpretation. Oh, is it? No diversion. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good, because uh, I was about cool. to like give a uh, a full on like plot description with not really remembering <laughs> it that well. Well, all right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I yeah, guess. so it was... Tangent aside. Yeah. So it was like a mid-90s rom-com yeah. loosely based on Cyrano de Bergerac.
0: Okay. Uh, and, and Ben Chaplin, yeah. the star Birthday Girls.
1: Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I assume probably the first thing I saw him in was... Honestly, it might have been this. I mean, because I, I don't think I would have seen Thin Red Line by 2002. Yeah. Because I actually saw this movie back in 2002. Yeah. I didn't remember anything about it, but um, it was a movie that my dad bought on DVD that we owned. Um, he was in Murder by Numbers also yeah. this year. Which, which I, 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 I did see in theaters. Okay, you yeah. saw that. I never saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's just not a prolific actor. I yeah. would say like it really just seems like he's more content to do you know, theater, pick and choose projects, things like that. Yeah. And that's not to say that like, all of his projects are like good. He's in some stuff that doesn't seem very good, but um he just doesn't work, you know, good for him, you know, I'm sure he makes enough money to
1: get by, but yeah. And you know, if Ben Chaplin ever listens to this, he's more than welcome to come on the show. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I won't say who, but we did reach out to a, a star of an upcoming movie. And yeah. Never heard back. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus or, uh, yeah. you know, Bernie
1: Bridges in this town. But but, uh, but maybe he'll, he'll respond. He I seems think, like a cool dude. Yeah. Pretty yeah, cool. I think. I don't know.
0: I, I mean, he seems like at least not a bad dude. He's not like yeah. a. He's not, like, an anti-vaxxer or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's, well, like, kind of my low standard for, like, what a cool person, yeah. it, cool celebrity is
1: now. Yeah. Well, we can't say who we're talking about, so we probably shouldn't talk too much more right. yeah. about that person. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Uh, oh yeah, I was giving a plot description. Yeah, that's sure, right. sure. Continue. Yeah, so uh, it's about a mild-mannered banker who sends away for a mail-order bride. She, she arrives, and they they have a good time. But then it's revealed uh, that they,
0: they, yeah,
1: yeah. Then then it's revealed that she's got some secrets, some secrets. Yeah, and that I think is like a just a, a good quick. That's like the DVD cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not see this movie in theaters. I remember seeing the trailer a lot, and I think I had a different understanding of what this movie was about, you know, pretty much my whole life since I saw the trailer. I kind of thought it was about, uh, you know, he sends away for this mail-order bride, and then it's revealed that she, uh was involved with some criminals that are, like, kind of coming after her. Like, she was in hiding. Right. Uh, Not that
0: she was involved in their plan.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I thought it was more of, like, a straightforward thriller and not in any way, like, a comedy.
0: Yeah. I mean, the poster and then the, the main, like, DVD cover... Makes it look like much more like an erotic thriller, like a like a 2002 era like De Palma movie, like Femme Fatale or whatever. Yeah, Um, it yeah, it does make it look a little more serious than it actually is. Yeah, Um, I'm sure I tried to while watching this, I tried to think like like what it reminded me of tonally, and I I couldn't Mm. really come up with a direct
1: comparison. But did you have anything? Well, um, I, I actually was kind of, when I saw that this was coming up on the calendar, I was looking forward to rewatching it or, watch <laughs> or watching it cause I've never seen it before. But, uh, I was like, Oh, maybe this is like kind of a cool, m- modest thriller from the early two thousands that I've never seen. That's not really how I felt after I finished it, <laughs> but, yeah, um, <laughs> but I was kind of looking forward to watching it for the first time. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I saw it, and I didn't remember anything about it. Yeah. Like,
0: I couldn't tell you basically anything beyond the, you know, the two-sentence pitch for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also, I guess, was hoping that it would maybe be kind of this, like, sort of, un, you know, uh, uncovered gem or whatever, you know, where you're like, oh, this movie's actually kind of, kind of nice, kind of fun. Yeah. And, uh you watch it and it's just a very insubstantial movie and like you just watch it and you're just like all right i guess
1: yeah (laughs) like it's not terrible it's not terrible but it it's also like not that much happens in the movie
0: no like like i assume we'll go through the entire plot and we'll be able to do it in probably like a a
1: third of the runtime of the movie yeah (laughs) yeah well should we start with the plot then yeah, um... Yeah, yeah or start at the beginning of the movie, rather. Sure. Uh,
0: well, we didn't mention that
1: the other star of the movie is Nicole Kidman. Oh, right, yes, Nicole Kidman uh, is, And that's
0: that's the selling point. She's the, the birthday girl. She's the birthday girl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, she's the reason that anybody, spoiler alert, not many people did, um, would have gone to see this movie, though. Yeah. Because, now... I mean, it, it's kind of a weird time in Nicole Kidman's career, I feel like. Uh, Because this movie was shot in 1999.
1: Yeah, it was filmed at the same time Mission Impossible 2 was Mm -hmm. being filmed. Because she
0: was living in Australia. So a lot of this movie was filmed in Australia. Yeah,
1: because at the time she was married to Tom Cruise. Right. And he was filming MI2 in Sydney. And I Mm -hmm. think they filmed some of this movie in Sydney to Mm -hmm. accommodate her schedule.
0: And then she eventually... Not... Left the production but had to pause the production of this movie to go film Moulin Rouge. Oh, okay. Um, So, Moulin Rouge, which I think is kind of like a turning point in in Nicole Kidman's career. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think leading up to Moulin Rouge, I think you could honestly kind of say that she was most famous for being in a relationship with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I guess so. I mean I I I think I think a lot of people would think of them as being yeah linked. And then and then Moulin Rouge kinda of comes out that's pretty close to after their split, right? Like that's right around then.
1: Um yeah.
0: I'm there's that famous photo of her celebrating the day her divorce was finalized <laughs> from Tom Cruise. Have you ever seen that picture? Uh... It's a great photo. No, I don't like, think so. Um, she's, she's, like, in this very, like, late 90s, early 2000s outfit, and she was just, like, photographed by the paparazzi <laughs> celebrating the day that her divorce was finalized. 2001. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah, 2001's a big year for her, because she gets divorced from Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. She's free from that weirdness, um, <laughs> which dad I'm sure she has some shit she could tell you but is probably uh legally not allowed to say who knows yeah Moulin Rouge is a big hit that year Uh uh-huh uh The Others Mm -hmm. was a pretty good-sized hit that year as well kind of a sleeper hit Mm -hmm. and then you know this movie which was actually filmed before those comes out in 2002 probably trying to capitalize on the success of those movies yeah um
1: and this is all just right before Cold Mountain.
0: Yeah, Cold Mountain, The uh, the Hours. Yeah. Which was like a big Oscar play at the time. Yeah. And I think at that point she starts to become this like kind of annual Oscar contender type yeah.
1: actor. Right. Yeah. Now, what was the first movie you saw, Nicole Kidman, in... And-
0: first movie I saw Nicole Kidman in, I can tell you definitively, is Days of Thunder. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a movie I watched as a kid All right. Uh, a couple
1: of times. Uh, I, my first movie that I saw with Nicole Kidman, I'm pretty sure, it was Batman Forever.
0: That would make sense. Yeah, maybe it could have been that. It would have been close, though, between yeah. those two, because I did watch Days of Thunder on like VHS a lot. Yeah. Or at least a couple of times. I don't really know why, but I did. <laughs> um, I guess because I
1: had cards going. Yeah, I mean, I did. It was fun. Um, but yeah, Doctor Chase Meridian. Chase Meridian. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that Batman Forever. I'll just say this quickly. I think is the first movie I ever saw like at a like a midnight showing. Maybe it wasn't midnight, but it was like late at night.
0: Like a, a big screening. Like a big just screening fans. Exactly. Kind of
1: thing. Yeah. And uh, I remember loving it at the time.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think for a long time I held on to this idea that Batman Forever was, like, much better than Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. And if you watch those two movies now, it's like they're, like, the same thing. Realistically, <laughs> Batman Forever is not that much better than <laughs> Batman and Robin. I mean, some people still like Batman Forever. And I guess it's fine if you think of it like its own weird thing and have no kind of sort of, uh, attachment to yeah. Batman mythos, but, um, yeah, I don't think it's very, I mean, I'm not like a Batman freak or anything, but like, yeah, I don't think it's very good. No. It's pretty bad.
1: Forever is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it does have the soundtrack, it's got the, the seal song. Yeah. Uh, 2 had that other song on the soundtrack. Yeah. The kiss me, thrill me, whatever that song
1: was. Yeah. Uh, What was the Weird Al uh, parody of that song? It was about going going to the dentist. uh, Uh, Floss me, drill me, bill me.
0: Yes, that was it. (laughs) From I think that was the running. Was that the Running with Scissors album where that came out?
1: Uh, It would have had to have been. Uh, Yeah. No, it was wasn't bad
0: hair day. It it was bad hair day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a very timely one for him. Yeah. Uh, Because Bad Heritage was 96, because that was the Coolio one. Yeah. Uh, So, I guess... Because that was a parody of, like, Gangsta's Paradise, which was 95, right? When Dangerous Minds came out?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, I guess... And that was also when Batman Forever came out.
1: Yeah. We're all over the map with this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. All right.
0: We're focusing... Back to All right, Nicole let's, Kidman. Let's get
1: back to Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah, the first yeah. thing I ever saw Nicole Kidman in, Kidman in was Batman Forever.
0: Oh, she looked hot in that movie, too. Like, uh, Yeah,
1: cool. I mean, I remember her being
0: great in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so Nicole Kidman kind of has a reputation as being like kind of like a Hollywood bombshell. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I think. And, and I don't think that's really her reputation anymore. I mean, not because she's not, like, attractive or beautiful or whatever, but, like, I think when she's kind of in the 90s and stuff with Tom Cruise, she's kind of, like, arm, glorified arm candy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think after 2001, when they split, yeah, she really establishes herself as, like, a, yeah. an actor, a true, yeah. like, kind of performer. Yeah. Um And that's not to say she wasn't in movies. In fact my favorite Nicole Kidman performance is from a 90s
1: movie I could be my favorite performance too it might be yeah I mean do you want to do that do you want to go over our uh well let's let's talk a little bit about birthday girl uh, Nicole Kidman and okay. her, you know her and the birthday girl and then we'll okay. do our uh, sure. favorite Nicole Kidman films okay Uh yeah, so so right before Birthday Girl, she was in The Others and Moulin Rouge.
0: The Others is kind of a movie I've I've thought about rewatching because I haven't seen that movie probably since two thousand one. Yeah, I
1: think The Others is pretty good.
0: Yeah, Amenabar, yes. right? That was yes. a Menibar movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and then I know this movie was filmed a few years before those movies. Yeah, or, weird
0: to think that this movie yeah. just sat on the shelf for like two and a
1: half, almost three years. Yeah. But, yeah, then this movie came out, and then The Hours came out later on in 2002. Uh,
0: The Hours was... Was that 2002?
1: I thought that was 2004. No. The Hours is 2002. So we'll be talking about that Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) great not a movie i ever thought i would see
1: (laughs) but it is uh later on i think it's like a november or december movie okay yeah oh yeah because that was a big oscar play yeah i remember that uh yeah i will say great soundtrack really philip glass yeah oh okay okay. terrific soundtrack better than the movie maybe yeah uh, I mean, you've, I guess. I've, I've seen the movie and I've heard the soundtrack on its own. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll disagree. Maybe I'll <laughs> say better
0: movie than soundtrack. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'll say this soundtrack sucks. Phil Glass <laughs> can suck it.
1: <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So yeah. Then birthday girl comes out this year and, uh, She's good in this movie. I mean, she's okay. What do you think? She's
0: fine. Uh, yeah. It, I, it's funny that this movie was written and directed by a guy, Jez Butterworth, yeah. who still has a screenwriting career in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, and was also a playwright. Yeah. And the only reason he hasn't ever directed anything else is because I guess he just found the filmmaking process too long. Like, he thought he, it took too long Yeah, to I,
1: I read that, that he thought it was, like, too slow, right? Yeah. To get a yeah. movie made.
0: So it's not really that he even can't make a movie. It's just he doesn't want to. Right. Um, and, yeah, for, for, like, a writer, like, this movie was made by, a, a you know, a, yeah. I guess someone with, you know, an established writing career. Yeah, he's most um, well-known
1: as a playwright. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I thought that her character was, like, pretty, like... I don't know, one note, like, I mean, she, she's deceiving him and then you find out the truth and she's like, oh yeah, I, I'm actually Sophia. And yeah, uh, (laughs) but then you don't like learn anything really new about her. Yeah. Like at that point, she's just like, oh, I'm actually named Sophia and I was running a scam. Yeah. But you don't like, there's no depth to that character that or there's no new depth yeah. to be uncovered, really.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thing about this movie. Like, I didn't really think that anything was, like, bad, really. I just thought that maybe each section of this movie could have been, like, a little more complex. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, like, it, nothing is ever, like, I think it's funny as it should be or suspenseful as it should be. Or
0: yeah, which is sometimes kind of, I think, the, the downside to the genre mashup kind of thing yeah. that this movie's trying to do.
1: Right. Uh, and also, uh, it's uh, it's raining right now. Should we say that? Yeah, if, I if guess. If you hear pitter-patter outside, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's raining kind of hard out.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be in the, the audio, There's yeah. there's nothing we can really do about it. So, yeah. uh, if, that, if that's what you hear, that's what you hear. <laughs> But it's you know, it's putting you in the it's putting you in the shed atmosphere. So <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what it's like to record. We're movies. recording this in a shed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outdoor office. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think that's my problem with this movie is that it uh, it's not quite enough. Yeah, it's not as substantial as I think it would like to be. So where were, where are we with the plot? Um
0: Okay, well we didn't really get going. We just did this one to mention that Nicole Kidman was in this and after yeah. we did the synopsis, yeah. So yeah, he he applies for a mail order bride. Yeah. And then he goes to the airport to pick her up. Right. And it's Nicole Kidman but like what I don't get like he seems surprised to see her. Mm-hmm. Did he not know who to expect? Because like I mean uh, I've watched enough of like ninety day fiance or whatever <laughs> and like they actually like have conversations and yeah. stuff prior and it's almost like a it's like a dating service, like where yeah. you match with someone or whatever. Yeah. Um but they made it sound like he was just assigned her. I mean I get it guess it's because it's a scam. Yeah. I
1: mean it. I assumed he just like read a description about her, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe he was surprised that she was like attractive, right? Yeah, All
0: he right. does. He does seem to be to be like a little yeah. caught off guard by yeah. the fact that she's Nicole Kidman, basically. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I mean, and also like the kind of primalcy of the internet in this movie makes a little more sense when you realize it was actually made in 1999
1: <laughs> yeah. instead of 2002, right? Uh, yeah, so Nicole Kidman shows up, and uh, they—he's uh, he, he's driving her home uh, from the airport, right? Driving her back to his house, and then he realizes that she doesn't speak English.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or
1: so he thinks.
0: Or so he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, and she also pukes on the side of the road. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> which also eventually comes back. To, yeah. Exactly. Into the plot. Um, yeah, and so he finds out that she doesn't speak English.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
0: so when they get home, he immediately calls the dating service. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, this isn't going to work. Well, yeah. She doesn't speak English. Yeah.
1: yeah." Uh, but then they, uh, um, they start to have some... Intimate moments, right? <laughs> she. uh You have to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I I don't even mean like they they like have sex, like they uh, like they have dinner together.
0: Hey, well, I thought the first thing they did is she like jacks him off, right?
1: <laughs> Does that happen
0: uh, right then? Uh, uh Yeah, I
1: watched this like, like
0: the very first night she like jacks him off. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. And then they have sex like the next day, like after he,
1: um, she catches him like snooping through her belongings. Yeah, that's right. I, I I didn't watch this super recently. I watched this like eight days ago.
0: Yeah, I, I just rewatched it a couple of days ago. And, yeah, and even though I'm saying rewatched it, effectively is a new viewing to me because <laughs> I didn't remember any of this stuff. Uh,
1: yeah, and then then. How soon after, when she comes to his house, does she, like, kind of find his stash of pornography? Uh, pretty
0: soon. Yeah. Because I think that's when she knows how to get through to him.
1: Right. Like, she kind of realizes that he's into kind of, like, mild bondage stuff. Right. right? Like, she, Yeah, at tired. one point
0: when he comes into her... Like room where she's mm-hmm. been sleeping, um, she's like messing with like not like a rope, but like a piece of clothing or whatever. Yeah. She's like tying her wrists together, yeah. And, and it's like the universal language to a pervert or
1: whatever,
0: <laughs> yeah. Because he's just like, all right, and then they and then they start doing that stuff,
1: yeah. So uh, yeah, he she starts to kind of cater to his. The fetishes, yeah, and uh, he's like, "Wow, she's pretty adventurous." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and then and then there's there's a couple little montages of them like Some, walking around England, like, yeah. You you can see like, oh, they're starting to like not fall in love, but like they're they're starting to make it work or whatever yeah. because because she like will do
1: what he wants sexually.
0: Yeah. That's the
1: thing yeah. yeah uh and i will say those montages are odd <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> very like weird music choices
0: <laughs> the music's really bad in this like movie.
1: it's somewhere between like like royalty-free like travel ad music or like uh 70s german porn music
0: yeah well what i will say Uh um before i don't want to get ahead of myself because this is usually like a box office segment yeah this movie had an estimated budget of 13 million dollars okay and i don't like we couldn't ever possibly know for sure but how much of that do you think was nicole kidman's salary Probably a even lot, right? Then she would have still been the clear reason, yeah. that this movie was made. Yeah, absolutely. So this movie, even though thirteen million doesn't seem like a little amount of movie, if you figure, I would say at least half of that is probably going to Nicole Kidman. So this movie was basically made for peanuts after yeah. her salary. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense when you, when you. Like think about it, why yeah. parts of this movie seem as
1: cheap and uh, tacky yeah. as they are. Yeah. It doesn't all seem super cheap, though. No, no. It yeah. looks fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think it looks There's good. There's just an occasional scene where I'm like, wow, this music seems like... The music s- is bad.
0: They definitely... It definitely <sighs> seems like they might have... Uh, that might have been one of the areas where they
1: went cheap to yeah. try and make it all work. Right. You know? uh, but... Yeah, so they they kind of start, to, they get close, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't really too, know too much about her yet. At this Nadia, point. right? Is Nadia, yeah. Nicole okay. Kidman plays Nadia. Yeah, later known by a different name. <coughs> Correct.
0: Um, so then you know they're starting to get close. She eventually tells him that it's her birthday, right? yeah like the next major because not a lot really happens in this movie
1: yeah they like like have
0: sex and yeah yeah, it's just basically have sex walk around the streets holding hands like things like that like it's a lot of like what i guess you could say is like filler yeah yeah this movie doesn't actually have like a lot of meat on its bones at least not for a while Um, yeah
1: or you're not really sure where it's going
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right. Right. At this point, you're just like, oh, okay. They're just kind of feeling each other out, um, figuratively and literally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then she tells him in very like broken English, um, that it's her birthday. Yeah. And then, so they decide to like party and then, well, they, they say like party or whatever. Yeah. Um. But then, um, unbeknownst to Ben Chaplin... Yeah.
1: What's his character name, uh, by the way? I think his character name is John. John,
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Um, two Russian dudes show up, and it's uh, Matthew Kasovitz, the yeah. French director slash actor, mm-hmm. uh, and vincent Cassell.
1: Yeah. Um, they, yeah they just show up French actor. at the door. Right, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, what is the what are they what are they like introduced as her brother and
1: uh, her brother's her, friend, co- her cousin and, cousin, yeah, her cousin. cousin and her cousin's friend,
0: right, right. And her cousin's friend, who, who's Vincent Cassel, yeah, uh, is a guy the cousin they say just recently met, like right, like yeah. on his travels,
1: so yeah. he's not
0: he's it's, not like a, an old friend,
1: yeah. So, uh, Matthew Kosovitz plays, uh, uh, Yuri, correct? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, Vincent Cassell plays Alexei, two, yeah, two Russian guys. And, uh, yeah, Ben Chaplin's like, well, who, who are these guys? Like, why are they here? Right. And, uh, Nicole Kidman's character is, you know, at this point to you know as far as ben chaplin knows she doesn't speak english so she can't really communicate to him why they're here or like her relationship to them mm-hmm. so they just kind of like come in and they have dinner and kind of spend the evening together mm-hmm. um and then they they spend like a couple days at the house or yeah, they're
0: just staying there they
1: just start staying there and ben chaplin's like not totally sure like Why exactly? Right. Um, yeah. Like, he he knows he doesn't fully understand why they're there.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Matthew Kasovitz like, explains it, kind of, at one point. Yeah. What is his, like, excuse, I guess? It's, they're there for some
1: reason. Yeah. Is it, it's not because it's her birthday, right? Or is it because it's her birthday? No, um...
0: I honestly I don't remember uh, that
1: I can't remember yeah. because I think it's explained in a pretty quick dialogue. Yeah, it's just exchange. like they're there for some specific like work related reason or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't remember what it was. Um,
0: but then, like what? Uh, then like Alexi gets all mad.
1: Yeah, that that I think comes like a couple scenes later where uh, Ben Chaplin. His character just sees the two of them kind of, like, fighting, and he's not sure why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gets aggressive, or Vincent Cassell gets aggressive with Nicole Kidman's character. Well, he's, like, character. dunking
0: her in the pool and stuff. Yeah. Or in the lake, rather. Yeah. Or swimming. Yeah. Well, and there's even that weird scene where Ben Chaplin's, like, jogging or whatever. Yeah. And Vincent Cassell's just kind of, like, following him and being uh-huh. weird to him. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is I mean, this movie. It feels like un, so underwritten. For uh, that's yeah. what I can't get over. For being like a writer's sole feature film, like this, yeah. it feels
1: underwritten. Maybe if there were like more of that stuff where Ben Chaplin's character was like I'm not really sure why these guys are here or what their relationship is it might have been more interesting if that stuff went on a little longer. Yeah,
0: because I know it that all happens very fast.
1: Yeah, I know that's like oh we don't want to make this movie any longer but maybe it would have been more interesting if that kind of that stuff was drawn out a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I think you should have ra- they should have ratched it up the tension a little yeah. bit more and kind of Build to kind of a crescendo rather than this, just kind of like, oh, um, he asked them to leave at one point. Yeah. And then that's when Alexei goes like berserk and like yeah. holds Nicole Kidman hostage and like, you know, puts tape over her mouth unless he takes the money from his bank.
1: Right. right. Yeah.
0: So, it's- which that's like the main
1: plot. Yeah. Point. Yeah, so it's probably revealed, like, what would you say, like, 40 minutes into the movie that that is what their plan is. That,
0: uh, Well, yeah, as of right now, you think that he's just some crazy Russian guy yeah. who's holding Nicole Kidman hostage uh, unless John goes to his bank, gives them a bunch of money. Yeah. So he does it. He takes like a, two guitar cases and he fills them from the vault, yeah. and then his fellow bank employees like see him and he runs out, mm-hmm. the alarm goes off, and so at this point he's now a fugitive.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So just like all of a sudden, it's revealed that that it's a scam.
0: It's a terrible reveal. Because they just yeah. start making out in the back seat, Nicole Kidman and Alexei, yeah. Vincent Cassel, who, who's her boyfriend, in, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, and there's like no, there's no moment or anything. Yeah, they're just like riding in the car, and then all of a sudden, Nicole Kidman and Alexei start making out. Yeah, and um, and then and then Yuri Matthew Kazovitz, just says like, oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guy. (laughs) whatever. And that's it. That's your, that's your reveal. Yeah. It's very, like, matter of fact.
1: Yeah. So then, like, just all of a sudden it's revealed that it, you know, it's been a scam this whole time and they, they were just planning this whole thing out where they were going to force Ben Chaplin's character to, uh, you know, rob the bank that he works for and, you know, pay them a large sum of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's revealed that they've done this several times before.
0: Yeah, and no, I will say the, the Wikipedia plot description for this movie is wrong. Um, not in no a <laughs> okay. way. I feel like correct. I actually can't. I can't edit Wikipedia. I'm banned from doing that for life, actually, uh, for <laughs> a reason. The plot description says, like, uh, hold on, what does it say? Oh yeah, John learns that the trio have carried out the same scam, and then it says they take him prisoner, strip him down to his underpants. But what actually happens is they take him prisoner, strip him down to his underpants, and tie him to the hotel, and then when he's tied to the hotel, or when he's tied to the toilet in the hotel, Mm -hmm. that's when they tell him, and they show him Polaroids of the other guys that they used to. That's when you reveal, that's all it is. It's just... Slightly out of order, the Wikipedia plot. I I just remember watching this movie the other day, and I'm like, "Hey, actually, you know, that's wrong." Um, (laughs) Not in a way I care about.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So they yeah they trick John into stealing money from the bank that he works for to give to them, and then they kidnap him, tie him to a toilet, and then. They there's like an expo, exposition dump where they're like, oh yeah, we've done this before. We and they show them the Polaroids. Yeah, that scene I thought was kind of funny where they show them the Polaroids yeah. and it's like, here's Germany. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Goody>. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like that, like him and Vincent Cassell, like posing with their marks. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah. So in the other room. Because that's Matthew Kazovitz explaining that to yeah to uh, to Ben, ben Chaplin. Chaplin's
1: character, and then
0: so Nicole Kidman, uh, whose real name uh, we don't know yet, she hasn't said it. She yeah. tells she tells um, Ben Chaplin, I think, a couple scenes later, but it's Sophia, yeah, um, not Nadia, um, right? And she is. What, like Matthew Kasowitz comes out of the bathroom He's like, I'm going to the arcade
1: To play Gran Turismo Yeah, Which, which I thought was quite funny
0: it's, <laughs> it's funny because There's one reason Why they had him say that And we <laughs> see that happen later It comes up again And it's the only reason why we were given that detail And also to get him out of the scene So we sure. can have Nicole Kimben And uh, uh, Vincent Cassel Talk to each other but, yeah, it, it's such a stupid detail, and later it comes back up, shockingly. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> but um, I think that was one of the things that made me laugh when he was just like, oh, I'm going to the arcade because they have Gran Turismo.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I will say at, the, at that time, Gran Turismo was a pretty big deal. Yeah, late 90s, yeah. for
1: sure. I was a big fan. Were you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would play it at my local Straw Hat. Okay. Okay. Well, I
0: have the PlayStation version at home. But yeah. My stepdad had a one of the steering wheels. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was very into it. Um, yeah, so he leaves. He goes to the arcade to play Gran Turismo. And then uh, Nicole Kidman and Vince Cassell, like, start to, like, make out and, like, Get romantic. Yeah,
1: it's it's like kind of one of those sort of. uh, It's like kind of like they're about to have sex, but also kind of like they're about to fight. Yeah, yeah.
0: So this movie, this movie's real aggressive with like women hitting. Yeah, it get into the second like from this point forward. There's a lot of it, including Ben Chaplin, has some stuff that I think is weird. Yeah. Um, now, granted, he's a guy that's been wronged or whatever, but it's a... Uh, we'll get to it. There's another scene that I want to talk about. The diner scene that I think is a weird scene. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so they're, like, having that really in- well, intense, like, sex or whatever. Yeah, like and half half fight, half sexual encounter. And then she, like, shows him that sweater that she knitted, which earlier in the movie she was knitting a sweater it's not really relevant until now when she gives it to him although Ben Chaplin did try it on before he knew about the scam and all that stuff um yeah and then she tells Vince Cassell that she's pregnant right and she's been throwing up for weeks which is why she threw up Mm -hmm. on the car ride from the airport yeah and um it's so it's so it's his it's his baby Mm -hmm. and um he doesn't react well. I yeah, guess you could say. Yeah, he goes into the bathroom wearing the sweater. So, <laughs> where which is where John is currently tied to the toilet. Right. Uh, which didn't they need that toilet? Like, did none of them piss while they were in that hotel? I guess not.
1: Or, poop or anything. <laughs> All right. Um, or maybe Ben Chaplin just had to watch them. Go to the bathroom. He was
0: sitting on the toilet. Wasn't he?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right. He was tied. (laughs) Yeah, he was like. Sitting on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: like. (laughs) Yeah. They just pee into the shower, maybe? Yeah. Anyway, so he he just goes in there and he's just kind of like. Looking in the mirror. Yeah. Like, you can clear. Like, tell he's like formulating, like, what. What am I going to do about this? Because he's not happy that she. She's pregnant. Right. Like, what are we going to do with the baby? And then, what, the next scene is them gone, right? Yeah. Matthew Kasowitz and uh, Vince Cassell.
1: Yeah. It just, it goes pretty quick. Like, it's... Yeah, this movie,
0: it blows through (laughs) its actual meaningful plot points.
1: Yeah. Because all that stuff you just, like, you know, paraphrased is kind of interesting. Like... You know, because Vincent Cassell's character is obviously, like, a little jealous of uh, Nicole Kidman's relationship with Ben Chaplin.
0: Because mm-hmm. he sees the, like, bruises and stuff on
1: her arms from their, like... Their kinky... I feel like that all, if you took it a little bit slower, could be a little more interesting.
0: Yeah, the movie lingers on the wrong stuff. Yeah, it is
1: how I would... It, it lingers through the wrong stuff and speeds through
0: yeah yeah the wrong all all the interesting stuff is what it blows through
1: yeah. yeah so the next scene is that the two criminals are gone
0: yeah they're gone i don't really remember how
1: john ben chaplin frees
0: himself from that toilet he just kind of like shimmies out of the ropes
1: yeah he just kind of jiggles himself free right
0: yeah, yeah. um i don't know how or why he decided to do that at that moment, but they're gone. Or maybe yeah. he started doing it because he heard them leave, I assume. Yeah.
1: Which, um... Yeah, he thought they might be gone, so he, yeah, he frees himself.
0: He puts his, like, clothes back on, his shirt yeah. back on, and he sees uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. there, Tape over her mouth, like, tied to the, like, the heater, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. She's also been left behind. Mm-hmm. So that,
0: yeah. that was... That was Vincent Cassell's plan, to just abandon her yeah. uh, with with his baby.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So then, what? He, like, he kind of, like, slaps her around a little <laughs> bit in this scene.
1: Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's mad that, you know. He was yeah, scammed. He was scammed, and he has been basically forced to rob his employers. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which, don't get me wrong, obviously he has a right to be mad about that, but this movie is just so weirdly, like, aggressive about that stuff. Like, because the next scene, I think it might be the next scene, maybe there's something else in between it, but they go to a diner, which is where she kind of explains the skin. Yeah, she... stuff. Yeah, her real name's Sophia. The
1: next scene, she they go to a diner uh, and, yeah, she explains that They have this scam that they've been doing for kind of a while, right? Like, they've scammed a few people. Yeah. A few marks.
0: Well, and at one point, like, okay, she orders coffee. John doesn't say anything to the waitress because he's, like, mad. Yeah. And then Nicole Kidman just orders for him, just says he'll have coffee also. Yeah. And then the waitress walks away, and he starts to, like, go to hair. In the middle of this dining. <laughs> right. And and they, like, have a little scrap, like, where, like, they're, like, holding each other's wrists or whatever, trying yeah. to prevent from, like, contact. Right. And so they're just kind of, like, they're kind of, like, just scrapping a little bit. And then the waitress comes over with the coffee, and then they stop. Uh-huh. And then uh, John tells the waitress that he doesn't want the coffee. Yeah. Nicole Kimmins says, I'll, I'll take both or whatever. Uh-huh. And, but it's such a weird scene, like... If you're that waitress or any other person in there, <laughs> you see this dude, like, trying to wail on her, like, that's, that's yeah. notable, you Right, know? Like, yeah. that's, that's something they would probably call the police yeah. about. Yeah. Um, and the waitress just is kind of like, "What's going on here?" And then yeah. like doesn't think anything of it. Yeah, um, it's a that's a, it's, a, it's such a weird. scene. Yeah, it's
1: an odd scene. And, and
0: there's just like multiple moments like where Nicole Cummins, like, where like our good guy Ben or whatever, our mild mannered bank clerk, is like <laughs> striking her because it happens at least twice in the movie, and it's yeah. just like very like <sighs> unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, unnecessary at, like, best, and obviously bad at worst. Like. Yeah.
1: And unnecessary, and it also doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: why... I mean, yeah, it's out of character. Yeah, out of character. And and I guess, like, what they could be trying to say is, like, oh, this this has kind of awakened something inside you. Yeah. But do we really want our main character and our ostensible pro- protagonist, like... To be, like, all of a
1: sudden comfortable hitting women? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe if... I don't know. I mean, maybe this movie might have been better if it had just kind of focused in on one of its smaller uh, sections, I guess. Like, if we kind of got to know Ben Chaplin a little bit more. Like, if it was more about him and his relationship with... Uh, Nicole Kidman, because, yeah, a lot of the the character moments don't make a whole lot of sense, like this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, what is the plan at this point? Like, after he... Oh, yeah, he goes to take her... He asks the waitress where the nearest...
1: Police, uh, station, police is. station is. station Yeah.
0: And he takes her there. Yeah. Uh, and then... They go to the police station. They're waiting to talk to someone about yeah. the crime. Yeah. She, like, I, I have to go to the bathroom. And then at this point, he, like, grabs her wrist, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all part of the stuff where it's just, like, this is weird every yeah. time he does that. I, I know that, like, that, like, in a way, he's, like, kidnapped her. But it's just odd for our, you know, protagonist to be doing that yeah. stuff. But, um... And they go upstairs to the bathroom, and then, what, he sees her, like, throwing up because she's pregnant? Yeah. And
1: that's when he decides not to turn her in? Yes. Where he kind of has a a change of heart, because he kind of still has feelings for her. Right. Yeah, so they leave the the diner, and then they go to the police station, and that's where he decides not to turn her in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, at this point, like, they go to the airport after that, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they go to the airport twice in the last... He
0: goes to the airport to just, like, drop her off. Right. Um, but then he sees that she's kidnapped by Alexei. At the yeah. airport, right? Correct. Um, and this is one of the things where I, I kind of, like, noted while I was watching this. I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that they filmed this in 1999 because they're just maneuvering around the airport so easily. For, right. <laughs> for what you suppose is late 2001 or 2002. Yeah. Uh, and they're just freely walking around the place. which Yeah. Is, even in Great Britain, not something you could have done uh, in 2002. Right. Um, so then he runs after the car, after the cab that takes Alexei, or maybe it's not a cab, but, like, they, they drive away in a car. Right. After Alexei gets Nicole Kidman, they drive away in a car. And John runs after them and keeps miraculous pace with this car. Right. And he tracks it down yeah. to what like a hotel
1: yeah yeah so uh john he uh,
0: yeah alexei alexei i guess changed his mind about the baby is the thing
1: right like that's the reason he comes uh, back yeah he's like well maybe we should work this out yeah yeah uh and how does he know that they're at the airport again don't know yeah i
0: don't because of her ticket probably i think she had a
1: ticket Oh, right, because they planned it out. They would have had a ticket. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, so he intercepts. He comes in at the airport, kidnaps her, and takes her to uh, a hotel. And John, like you said, keeps miraculous pace and follows yeah, follows them to the hotel.
0: Yeah.
1: and He gets uh, a gun somewhere, too. Yeah. Uh, Ye- I- no, he doesn't have a gun. He has her cigarette lighter, correct?
0: Oh, right. That looks like a yeah, gun. Like yeah. gun. Yeah, that looks like a gun. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah.
1: And then Yuri is also with them. hmm Because that was all part of the original plan, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Yuri, who after he kinda like fights Vincent Cassell is playing Gran Turismo. Correct. And they're able to like sneak past him because yeah. he's in the middle of a Gran Turismo race. Correct. So that's the reason why they established that he liked yeah. going to the arcade to play Gran Turismo is so that they
1: didn't have to explain how they got past both of them before. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about this movie, is how much Gran Turismo is used <laughs> as a plot device.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very of its time, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so this is an okay scene, right? Where Ben Chaplin uh, follows them to the hotel and is kind of sneaking around outside the window and is peeking in with the binoculars that belong to Nicole Kidman's character. Right.
0: She gives him the binoculars yeah. at the airport before they say uh, au revoir. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's what he's using then to look into the thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's got, it's got binocular cam, which is kind of funny.
1: Right. So he's <laughs> observing their interaction with each other and, At this point, Vincent Cassell has no idea that Ben Chaplin is in the picture at all, right? Like, he doesn't know that he's following them. Right. Uh, But he does figure it out when the, uh, what is it, like the hotel clerk comes to the door? And, oh, because Ben Chaplin originally he goes... tries to pay off one of the concierge. Correct. Or, yeah. Yeah, he goes to the concierge and it's like, oh, this Russian woman left binoculars and in my cab or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the
0: main concierge tells him to piss off and yeah. give out the info. And then, like, a a, a bellhop or whatever <laughs> comes up and he slips him money. And mm-hmm. I, I guess that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, where he slips him money he's like, what floor... Are they on? Yeah. And that guy's like, we only have one floor. And then <laughs> takes his money and then walks away. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's, like, kind of funny. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So then at that point, then Ben Chaplin knows that he can just look for yeah. them through the
1: binoculars. Right. And that's when he sees Yeah. Them. But then that also means that the concierge goes to the hotel room and tells whoever answered the door, which is, in this case, Vincent Cassell, that mm-hmm. someone... Has been asking, been asking around, and has binoculars. Okay, uh, that that's all kind of a good scene where he's spying yeah. through the window.
0: Yeah, I mean that's more of what this movie needs. Than, yeah, than a lot of its like boring montagey stuff. Earlier yeah, in the movie,
1: more yeah. good suspense. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh. Well, how does so he. Okay, so he breaks into the room, right? Yeah. I I forget how that goes down.
1: So he's... Ben Chaplin's character is spying through the window. And then... Vincent Cassell... I don't don't remember what happens at that point.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, this is not really all that important. Again, this all goes like... This is like a two- to five-minute scene. This is not very long. Right. Um, Where he basically like re-kidnaps Nicole Kidman from or rescues whatever you want to say yeah. from Alexei mm-hmm. um, who then I think he ties to the toilet right? like
1: yeah like it was So done to him right so I think Ben Chaplin is looking through the window he sees that Nicole Kidman and Alexei are having like kind of a fight and then they move into another room and then I think Chaplin's character enters the room, and then they knock him out. Mm-hmm. They knock him out with a, a vase, maybe? Yeah, or a, maybe. Uh, I, think I don't know. They just, like, some... knock him over the head with something. Yeah. And then Ben Chaplin and Nicole Kidman escape.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they sneak past uh,
1: Yuri. Yuri playing Gran <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matthew Kusovitz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, should we note that this is a little bit of a reunion for Matthew Kasovitz uh, and Vince Cassell? Vince Cassell? Sure,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. Kasovitz did
1: Lohane. Yeah. Uh, his, which like, breakthrough role. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and he also, yeah, he wrote it, he directed it, too.
1: Yeah, Kasovitz, uh directed it, wrote it. Yeah, uh, and
0: Cassell's in it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yeah and Interesting I, that they're both playing you know
0: it is weird two yeah somewhat famous french guys playing two russian guys yeah kasovic is like i guess his dad was like hungarian Mm -hmm. not that that's that's not russian i know that but you know it's like eastern european yeah um but, yeah, and then Vincent Cassell played Russian later in like Eastern Promises, yeah, a few years later, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're both French guys, and especially weird just because they're like good French guy- ca- you know like they're yeah. not just any random French actors, yeah, they're like I don't know, like pretty well known yeah you know the artists or whatever in the yeah. industry, so mm.
1: Kasovitz, he's a director who would go on to do uh, Babylon AD. Babylon AD. And (laughs) uh, Gothica, right? Yeah, he doesn't
0: have a great American career. Right. It's weird because Lahane is good and you kind of see the promise of what his career could have been. And then, yeah. I don't know. He's also, I mean, he also acts a lot too. He's in
1: like Amelie and. Yeah. He's had like. Bit parts in movies. Mm-hmm. Fifth element. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth
0: element. Well he's he's a Besson guy because I think he's also in Valyrian. Oh. Uh, okay. The more recent Besson movie, yeah. which I'll probably never see in my life. <laughs> um What there was something else he was in. Oh yeah, he was in Munich. He was in Munich. He was one of the team members.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um Haywire, he was in. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's around. He, you yeah, know, I, I also have probably seen more more stuff that Matthew Kasowitz is in than Vincent Cassell, <laughs> which is funny because Vincent yeah. is, like a more
1: notable actor. But. Yeah, that's right. He was one of the guys in Munich. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Not a not a, a role I remember. Uh, I don't I don't think I really placed two and two together when yeah. I saw that movie. So.
1: Yeah, I gotta rewatch Munich.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's one on my list, too, Yeah. To re-watch.
1: So where were we with
0: the plot? Uh, well, they leave. Yeah. They leave. Uh, and, and then, what, they drive around a little bit? Yeah.
1: Uh, and then... the They, you mean, like, Nicole Kimmon and Ben Chaplin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah they, then, they take a cab... Basically well, to the airport. Back to the airport, yeah, yeah. and then
0: uh, and then they go to Russia.
1: Yeah, then they. Um, uh, it's kind of revealed towards the end that they uh, have stolen Alexei's passport.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah, because so she tells him to say like "da" whenever yeah. they ask him a question or whatever.
1: So at the, like the very last minute, Nicole Kidman's character instructs Ben Chaplin's character to kind of speak a small amount of Russian.
0: Yeah, she just, she just, like, queues him up with some, some yeah. Russian, and then he just says da on
1: yeah. his re- return, which is so just Russian for yeah. He right. can pretend to be uh, Alexei, because they have his passport, Yeah, and then they can... A little bit
0: of theater for the
1: uh, airport work. Yeah. yeah, flee to Russia. Yeah, yeah. So... And then, uh... And they've got the money, too. Yeah, and they've got all the money that was stolen from the bank. And then Alexi realizes that his passport has been stolen. And that's the end of the movie, right?
0: So that's a birthday girl, too. Yeah, <laughs> birthday <Russia>. girl,
1: too. <laughs> BG2. <laughs> I
0: wonder if that's ever been, like... wonder if he ever wrote, like, a draft or <laughs> come up with, like, an idea for it. Yeah.
1: Um... Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we just walked through the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not a long movie. It's I mean, it's only like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And the, like, actual meaningful plot, like we've said, like, happens really quickly. Like, yeah. The stuff that actually matters for describing this movie to someone happens very fast. Yeah. And then it's just filled with lots of, like, random stuff yeah. that doesn't particularly matter.
1: Yeah, like the the parts of the movie that have potentially interesting character stuff is just like glossed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: this movie's not good.
1: It's not good, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's it's not bad.
0: Yeah, it's not awful. Yeah, it's it, it's just very. I think I said earlier, inconsequential, like watching it, it like goes in one ear and out the other, like it's such a nothing movie and you watch it and you're like, oh, well that's why nobody really ever talks about this movie is because it's just not that interesting. Like it's, it's fine. You can watch it and not have the worst time in the world, but
1: I don't know. I, I, I think I would give this a a C minus. Um, I was going to say C. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll officially give it a C. Yeah, it's not good. It's not terrible. It's, it's okay. Yeah,
0: I don't think we're gonna get, like convince a lot of people to like check this movie out. And no. I wouldn't even really recommend it, even though I I don't <laughs> I think it's better than some of the stuff we've watched.
1: Yeah, like there's some moments that are all right. Yeah, I guess. yeah, and all the actors are good. I she, would say. Yeah, check it out if you like Gran Turismo. Yeah, if you like Gran Turismo. <laughs> Well, do you want to go over our
0: Kidman and Cassell stuff?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Vincent Cassell. Should I do his, uh, his top five? I like, I like him. You know, I I like him and stuff.
0: Yeah, Uh, uh, I haven't seen a lot of his French stuff, um... I have seen, like, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah, I've seen that. uh, Which is not a movie I I liked at the time, so I probably wouldn't like it now. But, I don't know, maybe I would. Um, uh, He did this movie with Jean Reno
1: that I always actually kind of wanted to see called Mm -hmm. Crimson Rivers. Yeah, I always wanted to see that also. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Yeah. because Roger Ebert reviewed it, and I remember th- thinking, based on his review, that I would want to see it. Even though Ebert didn't give it a great review. Yeah. I think it was, like, a three-star review, and he was like, yeah, this is all right. It's, like, seven, but yeah. in France. Yeah, that sounds interesting. With Jean yeah. Reno and Vince well. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like something. Yeah. Uh, directed by? Matthew Kasvitz. Yeah. Yeah. Who plays Yuri in this movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really weird how Kasvitz's it career... Uh, went when he uh, started directing American movies. Yeah. Not good.
1: Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, it's like he did Lehen, the crime movie, and mm-hmm. then he did Crimson Rivers, the kind of mm, detective thriller, mm-hmm. and then Gothica. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's just weird that he couldn't even do, like, the kind of, like, acceptable but not good like Luke on Euro trash thrillers that like were being pumped out yeah. there for a long time right like, especially because he's buddies with Basson too like it's weird that he never really like just started doing some of those yeah he, he did like uh, I don't know maybe Basson like produced Babylon AD or whatever which was a
1: pretty big flop but... yeah I don't know about that I did see Babylon AD Ugh. How was it? Uh, well, you and I saw it together. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I've seen that movie. (laughs) I mean, at this point, that was, like, uh, a long time ago. Like, 2008. Yeah. So, uh, it was bad. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I bet most people wouldn't guess that someone who's in the, who has a movie in the Criterion collection would also have directed Babylon AD. Yeah. But, um... And Gothica. And Gothica. Yeah, I keep I keep not mentioning Gothica, like Gothica wasn't like almost just as bad. Gothica's terrible.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen Gothica.
0: I have. Yeah. I have, yeah, it's bad. Uh, and then like his most recent thing that he directed was like twenty eleven and it was a French thing again. Ah. So he only really had those two American movies, Babylon A D and Gothica. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we were talking about Vincent Cassell, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's do his top five performances.
0: Okay. okay, it was tough for me to do this.
1: Yeah. Uh, should we do it, like, kind of staggered, where I say my top five and you say your top five? Or number five and you say your number five? Sure. We can do it that way. Um, uh, I'll go with A Dangerous Method. Yeah, the five. movie. Yeah. I've never seen that, so yeah.
0: I haven't seen that or um, Eastern Promises, mm-hmm. which are two of his more well-known recent roles. So, yeah. uh, so I guess that's why my number five is Shrek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shrek one.
0: Yeah, he's the voice of uh, Monsieur Hood. Okay. he's a character in Shrek. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I is actually he good don't, at it? I don't really remember all that well uh, his character. Because I haven't <laughs> seen Shrek in, in probably almost 20 years. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'm just kind of extrapolating that he's probably pretty good in a voice yeah. acting role. In, yeah. Like playing like, an annoying French guy or he's whatever. He's got a great
1: voice. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's a little bit of uh, assumption on my part. But also... Like, my contenders for number five were, like, this, uh, Underwater, the, like, and Stewart sci-fi movie from, like, last year, which is not very good.
1: Yeah. We
0: um, saw that together. We did. Yeah. We did.
1: Um, last, like, mainstream big budget movie I saw before the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hard to believe that that was almost two years ago. Um,
1: hmm yeah yeah oh boy uh
0: (laughs) and then like when
1: you say that time doesn't kind of make sense
0: no well see that's what i was just thinking like i was thinking like wait did we see underwater earlier this year or i was i was just thinking that was like a year
1: ago but it was two years ago yeah yeah so
0: i mean the last two years i mean i guess for a lot of people have really yeah just turned into one homogenous thing. Um, (laughs)
1: It's weird how January of, like, things that I remember happening January of last year feel like things that happened January of the year before.
0: Yeah. My, my, all my, like, perspective, like, respective months, January, uh, February, or whatever, like, you could just lump those two years versions together and it would probably make sense to me. Um... And then like the other thing that I saw in his it was like derailed that Clive Owen thriller, which yeah, it
1: was Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <clears throat> so that's why I went with Shrek, just because I figure he's probably pretty good in that,
1: <laughs> uh, for what it is. Yeah, uh, I now that you're like kind of we're kind of talking about, it, I do remember that character, and okay, yeah, I, he's he's fine, yeah, in yeah. Shrek, yeah. Uh... And then my number four, I'm going to go with uh, Ocean's Twelve. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, I have that a little higher, again, okay. because I struggled to, to make the bottom of this list. My number four is actually not a movie I think is all that good. good good-ish director, or good-to-great director sometimes. Uh, trance? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I don't think is a super great movie, but again, he's always, like, he's pretty good. He plays, like, a good, weird French villain. Right. Which is basically what he's doing in that yeah. movie, which is um, an interesting movie. It's not, yeah. it's definitely not, like, good Danny directed Boyle, by Directed by Danny Boyle. But I yeah. do think it's, like, a unique movie. And it, I guess it's, it's like, c- the kind of weird projects that I wish... Guys like that would still make more often, yeah. um, even if they don't turn out to be super successful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of that like, Euro-trash thriller mixed with like Danny Boyle's like over-the-top visual style yeah. and sensibilities and stuff.
1: So. Yeah, Trance is a weird movie because I remember seeing that and thinking the first half hour was great. Uh,
0: yeah, it actually starts very strong. Like,
1: yeah. thinking it was like an A-plus movie. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking, oh, wow, this is this is going to be a great movie. And then <laughs> it just, like, goes downhill immediately. Yeah.
0: You want to know what's funny is I, um, I've i seen Trance twice, and the second uh-huh. time I watched Trance, I had no memory of watching it the first time. <laughs> I was just like, oh, you know, I always wanted to see uh, Trance, the Danny Boyle movie, yeah. so I'm going to watch Trance. And then I start watching and I'm like, wait, no, I've seen this movie (laughs) before. Yeah. And so I I still just watched it again and then, um, felt the exact same way, which is I can't help but feel like there is something more to be had here. Yeah.
1: Um, it's very much like, uh, Inception-esque, but with hypnotism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, it's super goofy, high concept. Um, yeah. But uh, Vincent Cassel is good in it. I mean, he's yeah. pretty good in everything I've ever seen him. Yeah, and it's just a lot of the projects that he's
1: done in America yeah. have not been and uh, great, right? But I do remember the first like half hour of Trance being very good. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so much whatever yeah. <laughs> is left of the movie. I Maybe
0: in like five years, I'll forget I ever watched it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll watch it one more time.
1: I did. I have the Blu-ray. If do you want to borrow it, I'm okay. Um, okay. uh, and then my number three, I believe is Black Swan.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. well, uh, I have, uh, on my number three, I have, I have, uh, Oceans 12 and 13. I combine them because okay. he's in both. He's in both. Playing the same character, doing the same yeah. thing. And his
1: character's name is the wolf. <laughs> Uh, isn't, that, isn't that Harvey Keitel's character in, in Pulp <laughs> in Fiction? Pulp Fiction. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, is it not the wolf?
0: Um, Which is
1: also, uh, like El Lobo from Collateral Damage <laughs> movie that we're kind of talking about. So. Yeah. What is his name in Ocean, in the Ocean's movies?
0: Night Fox
1: Night Fox sorry not the wolf (laughs) Um,
0: yeah yeah, he's good in those like I mean yeah no
1: he is good in those
0: um, uh, 12 is a movie that I've kind of read some reappraisals of recently because when that movie came out it was a pretty big letdown yeah to
1: most people because 11 is so fun yeah 11 is obviously I mean obviously to you it's Mm -hmm. a great movie yeah, oh, Ocean's Eleven is fantastic. <laughs> I, I watch Ocean's Eleven every couple of years yeah. and always have a good time. Yeah, and then Twelve is uh, its like own thing. Like uh, it is, uh, and it it's even kind of like it's like a commentary like on. It's it's kind of like the sequels. Matrix resolution or right. Resurrections, where yeah. it's like a,
0: a meta commentary on the nature of sequels and the Ocean well, yeah. Ocean's Eleven. It's, it's a bizarre mm. movie. It's Soderbergh yeah. taking kind of. Are more of an artistic risk than I think anyone expected from yeah,
1: because Ocean's Eleven was so much fun yeah, and it's then a, it's so straightforward, and then you get a sequel that's like this, you know, meta commentary, mm-hmm. and you are like, what? Yeah. So, but pe-
0: people kind of like that movie. I, I, yeah. I need to rewatch it. Uh, yeah. I did rewatch Thirteen not that long ago and thought it was all right. Yeah, because yeah.
1: Thirteen's a little yeah. more straightforward. It's, 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 it's yeah. more akin to Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Good
0: Pacino stuff, playing Willie Bank and that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Thirteen's fun. It's it's not nearly as good as the first one, but um Yeah.
1: But Vincent Cassell, I think, is good in those yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, he he he's a great like villain.
1: Yeah. And and, and he and,
0: That seems to be what kind of Hollywood has typecast him as, is kind of this, like, dastardly Frenchman.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that's what he gets to do in those movies. Right. And uh, I remember his heist scenes pretty well in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, well, the thing I remember most vividly is from 13, when he, like, parachutes onto that the casino building yeah and then they like foil his plan and he's just like standing there in the <laughs> casino um yeah it's he, he's good in those he's yeah. a good he's a good fit for those even if he's not as famous as a lot of the other actors like yeah. at least two americans
1: yeah um and then so my number two for vincent cassell is uh this might be a little controversial But I'll say my number two is Lehane. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, Because he's obviously great in that. That was his breakthrough. And that's a a really good movie. Uh, We talked about this before we started recording, but uh, I watched it in a a film class, like, Mm. I don't know, like 2005, I think. Mm-hmm. And you watched it not in a film class. No, I watched it on the Criterion channel like a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, that's a really good movie. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, also just a sucker for black and white like cinematography. Yeah. So so anytime a, like a modern black and white movie exists, so I feel like I just kind of naturally want to see it. But yeah, yeah, that's a really good movie. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, my number two
0: is Black Swan.
1: Because... Yeah, he's he's good in that one. Mm-hmm. We we saw that in theaters. Yeah, we went to the arc light I, and saw I that. wonder
0: what I would think about Black Swan now.
1: I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, yeah, it's probably been a little over five years since I've seen it. Aronofsky's a tough one for me. I'm not a hit or miss. I'm not
0: a big Aronofsky. I I would actually say mostly miss, apart from Black Swan. It's probably my favorite of his movies. I haven't seen Mother. Um, which that's a very divisive movie.
1: Um, uh, I fucking hate the fountain. (laughs) Uh, Uh, if, uh, Dennis were here, I think he would disagree with you. About the fountain? Yeah. Well, see,
0: that's okay. And that's like, I don't really like, I don't really, I'm not surprised by that. A lot of people, that, that is a movie that draws like extremely strong reactions one way or the other. Um, I don't know anybody who's just like, yeah, the fountain was okay. (laughs) Like, everyone's like, either I hated that or it was one of the best things I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the fountain. Uh, I don't know if I hated it, but I wouldn't say I'm one of those people that you just mentioned that don't exist that are like in the middle. I didn't, I didn't like it.
0: Yeah. 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 I I mean, I would say everyone skews towards the extremes. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe there's variance. Yeah. You know, among the extremists, but like, yeah, I, no, no one sees that movie. It's just like eh, it was fine. Yeah, nobody, nobody does that with that. Movie.
1: <clears throat> but yeah, Dennis, who's been a f- frequent guest on the show, he yeah. I think likes it quite a bit. Okay. And Dennis, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have told me that several times.
0: I mean, hey, that's fine. I'm, I'm. I guess at some point, maybe. If I've run out of everything else to watch, maybe that's something I'll <laughs> try again. But watch the Fountain. I don't see that happening anytime soon. But yeah, I I, 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 I'm just not really an Aronofsky guy. I don't really like Requiem for a Dream either. I've never seen Pie. Uh, Requiem, I
1: like. Okay, it's
0: it's okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't hate it, but no. it's it's not. It, it, it's a, almost one of those kind of like. It has almost one of those, like, dorm movie reputations, like, <laughs> Boondock Saints. Like, it, it's kind of like that era of filmmaking. Yeah. And it's not really one of those because it's not like an action movie or whatever. But, like, a lot of people, like, from that era, I remember really crowning that movie as, like, oh, this is this is fucking cinema right? Or whatever. And I just remember thinking, like, eh, I
1: don't know. Like, dudes that would have been in, like, movie classes that we would have taken together. Yeah, yeah. In that time period. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. So,
0: I guess I <laughs> it's maybe not even Requiem for a Dream's fault that I, I don't <laughs> like it uh, that much. But, <laughs> nevertheless, it's hard for me to separate yeah. the
1: two things. It's just the way we look at those kinds of people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll go number... I'll say my number one is Lahane. Um, yeah, yeah. Since we already kind of talked about it a little bit. And that's, yeah. that's my number one
1: Vince Cassell role. Nice. Uh, but I, I know what your number one is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ohain, I think, is a very good movie. But yeah, my number one is Eastern Promises, which I had at number two, but I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, Eastern Promises, he is quite good in. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: that's a movie I gotta check out. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a really good movie. That every time I watch it, I like a little bit more. Uh, we'll we'll watch it one night. Okay. Yeah. Dang, that sounds good. I think Travis likes that movie too, right? Uh, I I don't know. I uh, he might have seen it. I'm not sure.
0: I just remember Travis talking about the scene where Vigo fighting with his prick out.
1: Yes, there is a a knife fight in a, yeah, <laughs> in a bathhouse. For some reason, uh, I
0: could just remember Chats talking about yeah, that scene. Yeah, Not like, I, I just, maybe like
1: making a joke about it or whatever, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. The, uh, a naked knife fight scene. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I, so I will say, I never saw that movie specifically because I was not a fan of, at all, uh, of a history of violence. The previous Cronenberg-Viggo Mortensen collaboration that came out, what, like two years before that? Was that 2004 and then Eastern Promises was 2006?
1: I think you're maybe off a year. I think History of Violence was 2005. Okay. And then, yeah, Eastern Promises was 2007.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I, I really didn't like that movie at all. Um, so that was part of the reason why I just never uh, attempted Eastern Promises. I didn't know if it would have that sort of bizarre, like, <laughs> dialogue construction the way uh, History of Violence does, <laughs> which is which is something that, like, Yorgos Lanthimos does, kind of, but mm-hmm. I don't dislike it
1: like I did in History of Violence. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, it it all works a lot better, I think, in Eastern Promises. Cool.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that is a movie that I think I've heard from a, a lot of people that is pretty good. It's also yeah. coming out on 4K pretty soon. Oh, nice. Tino Larber is putting it out. So. Oh,
1: cool. Uh, yeah. So that that's my favorite of his. Um, all right. So uh, Dennis, Dennis Hunter, who has been on the show a couple times... He submitted his his top five Vincent Cassell performances. Number five is Brotherhood of the Wolf. Le Pactolou. Yeah. Uh, four is Elizabeth. Oh, I guess I didn't realize he was in Elizabeth. I
0: did see that when I was looking this up, but i would never seen Elizabeth
1: or yeah, right. Elizabeth the Golden Age. Right. I don't
0: think he's in that, but...
1: Uh, and then Dennis's number three was La Number two for Dennis is Black Swan, and number one is Irreversible.
0: Oh, um, okay, yeah. 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 See, that's a movie I've. I'm sure it's good, but it yeah, that's so one
1: uncomfortable. One of my blind spots. I have not seen that. Yeah, in its entirety. Gaspar No, right? Yes, he did yeah, that yeah.
0: one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's a movie that I'm, I'm sure is very good, but it seems very difficult to watch uh, because of its subject matter. So it's not a movie I've ever gotten around to. Yeah. Yeah, Monica Bellucci's good. She's a good actor. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Good list. Good list.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Dennis, for thanks, uh, thanks. turning that in.
0: Did he do a Nicole Kidman one or just Vincent Cassell? Yeah,
1: just Vincent Cassell.
0: Okay. Well, uh, let's do our Nicole Kidman ones then. All right. Um, uh, I'll start this time. Okay. Uh, My number five is... uh, So I did this by roles.
1: Yeah, I I did the same. Okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. So I I did Moulin Rouge. Okay. Which, uh, not a movie I think is all that great, but I guess I was kind of thinking, like what i was talking about earlier where it was like a big turning point for kind of her career and her perception as an actor um so i included that i, I kind of struggled with the five spot on both these lists so yeah. to actually put so i just did on uh Rich. uh
1: for me i did uh a movie that came out in the same year i did the others okay number five okay
0: uh, I thought about putting the others, yeah, but I ended up just seeding the Moulin Rouge. Even I haven't seen it in years just because of its kind of prestige or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably rather rewatch the others personally.
1: But. Yeah, I think the others is pretty good. It's been a little while since I've seen it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: my number four was Killing of a Sacred Deer. We just talked about Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. Uh, I like that movie.
1: Yeah. I like Yorgos
0: Lanthimos. Uh, I think my favorite of his. Might be the favorite, actually. But uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer and Lobster are both really good, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, My number four is The Killing of a Sacred Deer.
0: Okay. (laughs) Thanks. I think our lists are probably going to be pretty similar, (laughs) Um, I would think. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, Uh,
1: But yeah, she she is pretty good in that movie. Um, Oh, actually,
0: I think I'm looking at your list already, and you don't have a movie that's on mine. Oh, okay. So we're gonna have at least one variance. My number three uh, is an underrated movie, I think, uh, that not a lot of people remember or talk about these days. Uh, Stoker, I think she's good in
1: it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have Stoker at my number six. Yeah. Uh, which we're not. We're doing top fives, not yeah, yeah sixes. But well, you at least considered it for the list. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. That's a pretty good little movie that. Uh, feel like nobody really talks about.
1: Anything. Yeah. Yeah. We saw that together.
0: hmm Yeah. yeah. Um, who is the... That's directed by a Korean director, right? Like, yeah, that's who,
1: uh, Park Chan-wook.
0: Yeah, that's right. Of, uh, Old Boy. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's probably his only... That is only, like, English-language movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because everything else is... Everything else is Korean. So yeah, yeah, that's a it's an interesting movie. I like that movie. It's good. Yeah. I even watched it like a couple years ago. Good cast, too. Mia Waskowska.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Matthew Good, uh my boy Dermot
1: Mulroney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dermot. I'm a Dermot dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that, that's a pretty good movie. Hmm. That uh <sighs> has a little bit of a, a, kind of a Wes Anderson vibe, if you think it about does. it. It does,
0: yeah. It's like a Wes Anderson horror movie. I yeah. Guess. More so than that, like, stupid SNL sketch that was...
1: Right. Like, a Wes,
0: <laughs> An- a Wes Anderson horror yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a real one. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's not really even a horror movie, but you know what I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah, like a dark
1: thriller. Right. Yeah, I did like that movie quite a bit. Mm. Uh... And then my number... is your number three, right? Th- uh, no, my number three is Margot at the Wedding.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah. Heard that's good.
1: Yeah. She plays a character that is hard to like mm. in that movie. Okay. Um. But, yeah, r- really good. Uh, I, I don't know if I love the movie, but I think she's very good in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: my number two it's mean, probably my favorite Nicole Kidman movie, but um, it's my number two on my list. Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. For her, I think I mean she's really good in it, but it's not my number one performance. Right? So good. Yeah, uh, she's great in Eyes Wide Shut. She is really good. I mean, she's got the the line of the movie at the very end. So yeah, I mean, like. I, I I actually think she's the best performance in that whole movie. Yeah, um, and it's—I <laughs> mean, don't get me wrong, Cruz is good in that movie because it's mostly him just like walking around looking panicked, which he's good uh-huh. at. But uh, yeah, she's—I think she's the the kind of breakout performance in my yeah. opinion from that movie.
1: Yeah, uh, and that scene where they get stoned. I think mm-hmm. she's really. If people make fun of that scene. Oh yeah, I like her like laughing and stuff. Yeah, but I, <laughs> no, that's great. She's so good in that scene. Yeah,
0: yeah, where she tells them about the dream. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a great scene. Yeah, she's really good in that movie.
1: Yeah, uh, and you were number two. Is Eyes Wide Shut? That was my it. number two. That's so uh, your number. My number two is The Beguiled. Okay. Sophia Coppola. The movie's okay. Uh, yeah, I when I saw that movie in theaters, uh, my crowd was really into it. Really, I saw it at the ArcLight like opening weekend, I think, mm-hmm. and people really liked it. So I think I always thought like, oh, people really like this movie. And then I like talked to people about it, and they're like. That movie's not very good.
0: <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> I, I
1: liked it quite a bit. I don't. I don't know if it was just like my yeah. experience seeing it, but I, yeah. I. I did like that movie a lot. Sure. Uh, I
0: mean, the experience always is part of the part of the
1: yeah well, experience. <laughs> but, and she's like the leader of that movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't think she's the best um, one in that movie. I preferred Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. I don't know. She's a reliable actor and my number one is the amc commercial just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, which i I actually i went to the movies uh to see nightmare alley uh, like a week a week and a half ago or whatever yeah i went to a nice little uncrowded afternoon matinee on a weekday which is like the only way i'll go to the movies these days Um, and uh, it was a shortened version of that commercial
1: a short version.
0: Yeah, it didn't wow. have the, like, uh, somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this line, <laughs> which is, like, the funniest line of that whole thing to me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a shortened version. I was a little disappointed, honestly, because I, I used to hate it. I used to hate seeing that, because I'd always be like, okay, we're done with the trailers. The movie can start now. And then yeah. it would be, like, a minute and a half of that. <laughs> right. And i like, oh, fuck. And I would forget every time. But yeah. now i got to miss it now that it's gone. Yeah. Uh my number one Nicole Kidman performance is a, a a good movie. I don't think it's great, but it's it's a good Gus Van Sant movie uh, to die for.
1: Oh yeah. I you know, I haven't seen that recently enough to uh assess it, I think. Mm. Uh, it's been a really long time since I've seen that. To me, that's, like, the iconic Nicole Kidman
0: performance. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, I saw that movie maybe at, like, the right age. Yeah. Like, you know, like, late teenager probably when I first saw that. So when I'm, like, formulating a lot of my opinions on actors and stuff, like, that was, like, one of of those things where I was like, oh. Because at the time, yeah, Nicole Kidman, to me, was just someone who was... In Days of Thunder and Batman Forever, and yeah. married to Tom Cruise. Right. So then I saw this movie, which is before uh, Batman Forever, and yeah, or like the same year, right? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, I always thought it was ninety four, but I guess yeah, ninety five probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a it's a very like, I guess, spiky. Gus Van Sant movie. Yeah. I would say a lot of it, Gus Van Sant stuff is, you know, very um, yeah. sad. <laughs> right. And just kind of like, not flat, but like, yeah. you know, meandering and introspective. And that is a movie that it's almost feels like it was made by a different filmmaker.
1: Yeah. It's like a dark comedy. Yeah. 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 I got to rewatch that. It's been a very long time since I've seen that. I'm surprised uh, Chase Meridian didn't didn't make your <laughs> I thought about throwing her on there. This is a yeah. joke,
0: but like she's not really like good in that movie. But I mean, uh, she's I mean, but she's... she's not given anything to work with. I don't hold that performance <laughs> against her.
1: I'm surprised Chase Meridian isn't like a, a band name. Chase Meridian. Yeah, yeah, it feels like
0: a like,
1: like a, a 2008 emo band or yeah. something, or like, like a 2011. Uh, New Gaze, uh, band. Like, opening for, like, Neon Indian or something like that. Right. Chill Wave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, my number one is... It's Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that movie. I... That's a three hour movie, but I could watch it at any time.
0: Well, that movie that movie doesn't feel like a three hour movie. No. Not all three hour movies are made equal, uh, and that one is. Yeah, it's it's in the, it's in that like kind of like I, I the the watermark for that type of movie to me is Zodiac, which yeah I have talked about yeah plenty of times off my. But that's a three hour movie that or close to three hour movie that yeah. like breezes by and, right, and you can sit there and even though I've seen that movie a bunch of times, it doesn't get old, and yeah, it's always entertaining, so eyes wide shut is is like that kind of movie and, yeah. and that's how like some people feel about like the Lord of the Rings movies, not
1: yeah me, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Zodiac, like you just mentioned, or eyes wide shut, yeah, if I were to like channel surf and come across those movies I'd be like all right I'll watch this yeah. movie from wh- whatever point it's at
0: uh yeah I think cuz I rewatched Eyes Wide Shut this holiday season and it, it had been a while since I'd seen it but I think I have to make it an annual holiday viewing for me now yeah. even though I mean it's not like really a christmas movie but it's set at Christmas time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good, that's good enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. hmm Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My Stanley s- Kubrick, I'm just going to say it. Controversial uh, opinion. Yeah. Pretty good director.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I might agree. Controversial <laughs> agreement. Uh, uh, might be my second favorite Kubrick movie.
0: See, so that's tough. Yeah. That's but, tough.
1: This could be a whole other tangent. We
0: could do, like, all episode, probably, yeah. on Kubrick movies. I think my number one's The Shining, uh, which is a very, we, like, yeah. mainstream answer to that question, but also, like, yeah, he made a mainstream Stephen King horror movie, but it's also the fucking coolest one, so, yeah. like...
1: And without The Shining, we wouldn't have, like, any of the, the A24 horror movies oh yeah really. i totally. mean the the, the, in, is... the influence is mm-hmm. you know you can't argue that. yeah you're right that's a whole other that could be a whole episode
0: yeah uh, i mean is there any reason why we would talk about kubrick
1: not really i can't
0: did any of his movies come out on dvd for the first time that year we'll have
1: to do some research yeah but, yeah, he was when did, when definitely did, not alive no, at this no. point. When did
0: AI come out? I mean, I don't know, it was uh, 2001. Oh, uh, yeah, when it might it have run. come
1: out in DVD in 2002. That's a good point. Uh,
0: so maybe maybe we'll have a reason to yeah, talk about it. and we it. can
1: rewatch AI.
0: That's another movie people love. I don't remember loving it. I remember not really liking it at all.
1: But um, Yeah, I remember trying to like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah
0: uh we'll see so yeah we'll see if we can do that that'd, that'd be interesting I, I i would not mind a reason to re-watch that movie to see if, where i stand on it now yeah and also it'd be fun to talk about both spielberg and
1: kubrick, kubrick. yeah yeah two uh, uh very famous directors yeah um and if you're wondering why we're talking about that he almost kubrick almost directed that movie yeah. If he had yeah, not, yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess not
0: everyone may know that. Yeah. But that, that movie was uh, conceptually a Kubrick movie yeah, for a was, very long time of its yeah. production.
1: He was supposed to make it, but then he died. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then Spielberg took the project over and finished it. Yeah. Because it wasn't quite finished. And right. So, yeah. I, I think that movie has got some strange tone issues, and that's probably attributable to the fact that. Two very different directors yeah. had their hands on that project, like, right? In terms of their sort of like outlook and yeah. worldview and stuff.
1: Good directors, but different.
0: Good, but different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Both are good directors. Yeah.
1: yeah. And one has made more bad movies <laughs> than the other.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot. He's also just made a lot more movies in That's general. True. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, when you make that many movies, the ratio is going to be off yeah
1: that could be for a different episode
0: yeah now now i'm hoping that ai came
1: out on dvd in 2002 Uh, i think it did we'll we'll figure it out but yeah well we could just do a kubrick episode just because we want to because we want to yeah Yeah, i
0: mean (laughs) we keep acting like we can't do something but we're literally the ones who decide what to do we can do whatever we want (laughs) yeah
1: just because we're (laughs) we're at the mercy of 2002 yeah yeah uh I mean, our whole, <laughs> the whole title of this show is 2002, A Film Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, right. let, let's wrap up Birthday Girl. Final, yeah. Final judgments.
0: We, we did those.
1: Yeah. I said C. I you, said C-. You said C um, I guess I... guess uh, I'm trying to think why I can justify why I gave it a higher grade. Uh, I think some scenes were pretty good. Like... Uh, like that scene where Ben Chaplin's character was kind of spying on Vincent Cassell through the motel room window and kind of watching things unfold. I thought that was a pretty good scene. Um, I guess, yeah, I just thought there were some okay scenes. But mm-hmm. ultimately, yeah, not not a very good movie.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's very good. Um, I was pretty unimpressed by most of it, but not really in an like an offensive way or anything like that. Just kind of like, well, it's a movie; it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it's structurally sound or whatever. It's it's never like too confusing or anything like that. Like it's it, but it's just not fleshed out where I think it should be, and yeah. then too fleshed out where it shouldn't be uh Jez Butterworth, we didn't really talk about him, but the guy who wrote and directed this movie is like we did say he was a playwright, obviously, but he's also just a working screenwriter and he yeah. actually writes quite a bit of yeah, to this stuff. day. Yeah, yeah, like most recently, uh Ford V. Ferrari, I think was a movie that he wrote. Uh, yeah he did let's see, yeah, Ford V. Ferrari. He wrote Spectre, which is yeah. the worst of the <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Craig Bonds. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, he did. He wrote Black Mask, the, like, Scott Cooper, uh, Whitey uh, Bulger movie. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Never saw that. I didn't either, yeah. Uh, he wrote Get On Up, the uh, James Brown biopic mm-hmm. with Chadwick Boseman. Uh, he... Uh, co-wrote, I don't know what the collaboration was like with Christopher McQuarrie, but one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies, Edge of Tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I had read that Nicole Kidman uh, was supposed to be in uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith Mm. at one point, and she recommended... Uh, jez butterworth to doug lyman to yeah. do, to do rewrites mm-hmm. and i think those two like hit it off yeah from what i read and uh yeah so that then jez butterworth did scripts for doug lyman movies yeah
0: because he also wrote fair game yeah the naomi watts sean and right. like cia movie and then edge of tomorrow yeah yeah. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what uh, what Jez Butterworth's been up to lately. Um, he also, oh yeah, this is interesting. He uh, wrote Longest Mother, let's see, another person, oh, his brother, or whatever, John Henry Butterworth. I'm assuming they're <laughs> related. Uh, they wrote uh, Indiana Jones 5, ah. which is coming out next year, supposedly. Um, that movie did get filmed so it is actually like coming out it's just a matter of when the studio yeah. will want to release it <laughs> I think we'll still be dealing with COVID next year so right. who knows but uh yeah yeah so Jez Butterworth still doing pretty well for himself I would say if he's writing Indiana Jones 5 yeah um but yeah anyway uh, C- for me don't yeah. care to
1: watch it uh, yeah ever again uh, I mean, I I don't know. If somebody told me they were going to watch it, I wouldn't say don't, but. No, I uh, think just
0: letting, keeping expectations (laughs) in check. You're going to watch this movie, if you do decide to watch it, and you're going to think, hmm, there really could have been more in there that you're not getting. It's all right, but it could have
1: been a lot better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right, well, Box Office, I did Uh this the organic way. I did this at work, so I just, like, wrote it on a piece of paper. Okay. Um, Yeah, this movie came out February 1st. Uh, It was number 12 at the box office.
1: (laughs) Opening weekend.
0: Opening weekend. In fact, of the two major uh, theatrical releases that came out, uh, the other one, Slackers, was number 10. Wow. So that's pretty wild number one was actually still black hawk down still hanging on at number one uh just because people i mean that was a big movie at the yeah. time but
1: I, I almost feel like <laughs> we have to do a black hawk i was gonna down say black hawk something. down we've talked about it like every episode almost because, because it's always at the top of the
0: box yeah office. it's been at the top of the box office every week even, i think
1: even though it's a movie from the previous year yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, this had an estimated budget of $13 million, so it did $2.3 million opening weekend, um, but it only went on to make $5.1 million uh, domestically, uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, it only added about, uh, what, $2.8 million over the rest of its run here yeah. in the States. Uh, did, did a little better internationally, did $11 million, uh, probably because it's directed by an Englishman starring yeah. two Frenchmen, um, uh, right. and an Englishman. So, uh, worldwide, yeah, $16.1 million. So, I guess technically made its money back, uh, although not a, not a big success financially. Yeah. Um, what do you think this movie, uh, got on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Um... So when I've been reading about movies that we've been doing for this podcast, I've tried to avoid looking at the tomato score because I know we're going to do this. I
0: know. It's hard hard because... You click around on so many yeah. things for the, these movies while you're watching them or afterwards or yeah. even before if you're doing research or whatever. I know. So you have the more difficult job of yeah. having to avoid that, which is hard because the Metacritic score is also plastered on the IMDb page. Yeah, so well,
1: I definitely don't know the Metacritic score. Okay. Uh, um, I For the Rotten Tomatoes score, I'm thinking that it's definitely like in the middle somewhere. Uh, I'll say, like, barely positive. I'll say, like, 61%.
0: No, very close. It's 59. So it's barely barely rotten. (laughs) Okay, so it's a rotten... It's a rotten movie. movie. It might have been positive okay. when that movie came out yeah that, uh, that is the downside is that we can't get a version of rotten tomatoes that's like a screenshot of <laughs> from <laughs> two, 2002 2002 yeah Which, i mean there that actually might be possible i'm gonna look into that because yeah. there's there's this thing called the Wayback machine i think it's <laughs> like it takes like like captures of websites from older time periods, yeah. So maybe that's possible. I don't know. I'll look into it. I don't think it is, but um, but as of right now, it's fifty. Wow.
1: We could email Rotten Tomatoes and see what they have to say. <laughs>
0: uh, well, it's funny because uh, I watch. Uh, Yesterday, uh, an episode of Cobra Kai with Travis. Uh Uh-huh. It's not a show I've ever watched or care about, but Travis is a big fan because he's a big Karate Kid fan. Yeah. And they had... They have like someone off the, there was like a Q and A afterwards mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I'm the editor of Rotten Tomatoes. And I guess that's just not a job I ever thought <laughs> someone had <laughs> Yeah, because I just think of it as just being this website that just compiles other people's right. opinions. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: An aggregate. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I've never thought of that either.
0: Yeah. So they're a real person. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, alright. Metacritic. Metacritic. Uh,
1: I'll say 68. Uh,
0: actually, quite a bit lower. 51.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, for some reason, I just thought about this movie as being like, kind of uh, almost well yeah. received.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, uh, Again, I just wish it was possible to go back in time and get that, like, kind of like in the moment. I mean, a lot of, a lot of those, like, we can kind of anecdotally remember, but this is yeah. kind of a not memorable movie, obviously. So, yeah. it's more difficult to remember what what uh, the perception was at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of like Imposter, and that I think it's one of those movies that are like almost forgotten.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say imposter even more so, but, um, I mean, it's also a movie that if you search for it online, it says 2001, just like imposter, you know, it probably gets falsely attributed to 2001 all the time. Um, yeah, so it's not a movie that, uh, people remember, people remember to talk about, but we remember it. We remember it. We watched it.
1: <laughs> we talked about it for uh, two and a half hours.
0: <laughs> I spent four dollars to watch this
1: the other day. <laughs> uh, I bought the DVD at uh, a book off.
0: Yeah. So I, let's, let's. I'm, I'm going to put this out to our uh, listeners, but we have over the course of recording this now for mm. a few months um, started to accumulate a lot of DVD copies of these movies yeah. because. The we go to a you know a used DVD store that often has a lot of these movies for like a couple bucks, uh, and it's cheaper than actually like paying to rent them. Now a lot of these are also on streaming service, so like we didn't buy Snow Dogs or anything like that. Yeah. No. For the movies that are not available on a streaming platform that we have access to, we have purchased them. Mm-hmm. So like we have Birthday Girl now. We have Mothman Prophecies. Uh, we have Orange County, um, uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. So we have all these DVDs and I guess. Imposter. Impo. Yeah, you know, we do have imposter. We're trying to figure out what to do with them because yeah. I don't think we really, like, are just going to hang on to them because yeah. I, I, I don't even collect DVDs anymore. I have like <laughs> three that are movies that I can't get on Blu-ray or 4K. Um, but. I don't, like, actually even display them with the rest of my movies. So, I don't know, should we do, like, a raffle? Does anyone have interest in any of these, like, winning the 2002 collection? Maybe we could do, like, a, a January 2002 raffle where it's just <laughs> the movies from January that we have. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you want uh, our copy of Imposter. Just let us know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That uh, could be kind of fun if someone wants to win. Count of Monte Cristo.
1: I mean, unless I want to keep the Count of Monte Cristo. Do you want to keep
0: the Count of Monte Cristo? I just started watching Succession uh, recently, Uh which I probably talked about when we did our Beverly Hills Cop episode. But I did forget until right now that uh, Mara Dominczyk from Count of Monte Cristo is in Succession. Hmm. I, I didn't know that. Well, you did at one point, because I talked about it. Oh, we about talked about it. Yeah, with, that's right. When we did that episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I, I just remember the first, she's in, like, the first episode, and, uh-huh. and she's there, and I'm just like, oh, it's uh, from Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, that's cool. That's cool <laughs> that that uh, is my thought that yeah. popped into my head.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so if you want any of our DVDs, keep an eye out on our social media, and we might do a raffle.
0: Yeah, or if you have a different idea for what we can do with them, let us know.
1: Or we'll do a trivia contest of some kind.
0: I don't think anyone would try hard enough to win these, <laughs> other than just like giving us their name. <laughs> I don't think if we challenged anyone to some, like
1: what, so, trivia I could, so I could have would... the DVD copy of like, the Count of Monte Cristo that these guys had. I don't think yeah. that that's
0: uh, I don't think that's enough incentive to, to well, like, answer. I
1: mean that imposter DVD. It's got the director's cut. That is, I'm just saying. True. I don't know but how. Also, the I don't director... know how easy it is to find.
0: Well. Really, Remember it was on HBO. It's Remember probably had,
1: easy to find. They
0: had both versions
1: on HBO, yeah. which blew my mind. Uh yeah. So that that's our talk about Birthday Girl. I can't believe we talked about that movie for as long as we did.
0: Uh we filled, did some filler. What's yeah. the
1: length? Uh two hours and thirty seven minutes.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start making these a little shorter. Yeah.
1: Well, we, you know, we didn't jump right into it. We, I know. What do we say? We chilled out before yeah. we talked about it.
0: Now you always say that. I don't say that. But you <laughs> always say, let's, let's chill out before we get into it. Let's our...
1: chill out before we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's our signature line. Yeah. for yeah, sure. Uh, uh, adios. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So next time we're going to be coming at you with our discussion about. Uh.
0: 2021.
1: Yeah, we're gonna so talk a little, next week. little bit about uh, the year that was twenty twenty one
0: films. Not yeah, not, uh, you know, not the rest uh, of the not shit
1: show. Current events. I, uh, you know,
0: you don't need to hear my thoughts on that. Uh, but yeah, so that's <laughs> that's a bonus episode next week, and then uh, regular scheduled programming the week after is going to be Slackers, and also probably a brief little discussion on Roz, the uh, yes. Hindi language "What Lies Beneath" remake.
1: Yeah. So, uh, unofficial remake.
0: Unofficial. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, we we did some research into other like Hindi language and Bollywood uh, remakes. Remakes. Right? Unofficial yeah. remakes. And I think the weirdest one that I saw was that uh, Norm Macdonald movie. Yeah. What was Screwed. Screwed. Yeah. Screwed. Yeah. The Norm Macdonald, Dave Chappelle 2000, I think is when that movie came yeah. out. Uh, comedy which i don't think is a particularly well-liked movie or it was at the time maybe people have come around to it uh, especially now that maybe norm mcdonald kind of has cult status after his passing the screenwriters of that movie who are like the the guys that did like problem child one and two they like yeah. wrote the scripts for that uh-huh. um They did a screening here in L.A., actually, and then they showed the uh, Hindi language version of it also. Yeah. Which is a strange uh, thing, because that is a not memorable movie. I mean, that movie has a 7 on Metacritic.
1: Yeah, I have seen that movie, and I remember it being, you know, very, very bad. Uh,
0: Which sucks, because I love Danny DeVito. Yeah. And I love Sherman Helmsley. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything against Sherman Helmsley, but... All,
1: All right. right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <That's a no. laughs> Sorry, I thought, I thought you had another thought about <laughs> about Screwed. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, Lachlan Monroe's in it, so maybe I Ooh. do want to see this movie. There
1: you go. Well, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about Roz, the Bollywood remake of What Lies Beneath, and then we're going to talk about Slackers, and I think we're going to have some guests for that episode yeah that's
0: right
1: yeah uh well it's getting pretty late yeah i'm yawning so we should probably sign off so dan can say adios adios uh yeah well adios um goodbye <laughs> well i didn't <laughs> that's so weird i didn't man. want to steal your uh, sign off i, I don't care goodbye we'll see you next week goodbye see you on the next episode